on today's episode of Drunk Dudes Talking Wrestling. The three of us are back. Joe is here. Chad is here. Everyone's here to start the show. It's going to be great. Uh, we're talking more MJF news, uh, potential for more releases in NXT because a certain amount of time has passed. We have beer ratings from last weekend's shows, NXT in your house, as well as Hell in a Cell. Oh my God, Cody Rhodes. We'll get to that. And then uh, the weekly recap, pretty much fallout from those two shows, plus the build to AEW and New Japan Pro Wrestling Forbidden Door. Looks like it's going to be probably a pretty good show, but we shall see. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at DDT WrestlePod. You guys ready to go? Yep. Yep. Oh, let's go. Welcome into episode 60 of the Drunk Dudes Talking Wrestling. I am Dylan. I'm joined by Joe and Chad. How's everyone doing? We're, we're recording and the sun's still up. Nice. This doesn't make any sense. I mean, Leslie and and the kid, they're, they're, they're out of town. They're, they went back home. And uh, I basically have freedom now. It is lonely in the house. It's kind of depressing. But on the bright side... I don't have to wait until he goes to bed to record. It's nice that I'll get to go to bed at a decent time on a Thursday night. I'm probably still going to stay up late. I'm hoping not to stay up late. I don't like it. Joe, you literally always stay up late. Not this week. This week I'm waking up super early. I'm waking up at like 630, 6.15. I hate you so much. I hate but you I so gotta much. I got to drive 45 minutes. That's like if I woke up at 630 every day. My God, why are you driving 45 minutes? Your house is not 45 minutes from base. Uh, it is that place. Long. He's going to a different place this week. Oh, that place. That's that place that you go when you're going to leave that place within about a oh, year. Oh, nice, 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 nice. Or four months. Nice. Or four months. Yeah. All right. Um, I lost I'm, an I quit match. So. Oh, explain that. An I quit match. No, it was not. It's, it, it wasn't supposed to be questioned. I was just saying something stupid. Because uh, because I quit. Oh, it's fine. I was so excited to hear like what was going on in your life. Nothing. Cakes, cakes are what's happening in his life. Oh, dude, yeah. Where's my fucking cake? <laughs> uh, have you checked your butt? No, <laughs> no. But hold on. The <laughs> butt. Cake butt. It's not but cake. It's not there. I just checked it. He checked. He looked. I watched him on Zoom. So where's my cake? <laughs> Hangman is most certainly still a face, even after this I week. Haven't, I haven't seen you. 
I'm not gonna come to your house. I mean, you owe me a cake, so okay. I drop understand. it by the drop it by the office, you know. Bring it to me at that place, then. I mean, I did see you this weekend. That's true. I'm not, to, I'm not going to that place. Bring it to me next week at that place. Okay, shut up. But before Thursday. Okay. I want my cake. Ice cream. I'm saying there's a maybe. No, you said red velvet. Damn it. All right. Ice cream, red velvet. They don't make that. Ooh. Damn it. What? Side note off of air before we get into news. Do you want to talk about the Bray Wyatt stuff today? No. No. What happened? The rumor mill. Just regarding One, him. that he was going to come back on Monday and he didn't. He was never going to come back on Monday because he had bookings in like next week, but he has no more scheduled events in three weeks. Yeah, like, sure. We could, we in three weeks, he has nothing else. Yeah. So Bray Wyatt confirmed back in at Money in the Bank. That's not July. Confirmed. He's coming back at Money in the Bank. Dude, there you go. Bray Wyatt shows up at Money in the Bank, just a la Brock Lesnar in 2019, not even in the match, just shows up and grabs the briefcase and wins the match. Chad Helpful. Like I like Bray Wyatt, and I wouldn't even like that. Well, yeah, that would be stupid. That's. But when Cody does it, we'll all love it. Cody's not Cody's not coming back. We'll talk about that. Um, let's get into the news. Have we start? Have you said welcome into episode blah yet? Jesus Christ, Joe. Yes. Yeah. We all did our yeps. That's that's the intro. Yes, There's, I did it. Oh. Oh my god. Uh, I remember now. It's sorry. Chad just has been gabbing for so long that I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure y'all were the ones arguing about cakes. I want that's my true. fucking cake, all right? That's, Welcome into and episode. I'm, I'm going to eat it. No. I am going to eat the cake. You can't have your cake and eat it too. Yes, I can. What episode is this? Episode 60. Are we going to start <laughs> ever? Chad, talk about MJF. Jesus. All right. So the, <laughs> the news I saw this week about MJF was someone, uh, I can't remember if it was Pro Wrestling Insider or which news source that's only mildly reliable. Um, Sean Ross app. Maybe. Fightful Select. Um, debatably reliable. Um Got a hold of a backstage like email or like message chain or something between Tony Khan and the executives at Warner Brothers who own TNT um, and TBS, um, basically confirming that MJF is completely been removed from the company and they don't want neither neither side, the executives or Tony Khan, want to see anything with MJF's name on it anywhere near this brand, which kind of flies in the face of everything we talked about last week where we both we all kind of thought it was a little bit of a work maybe not completely a work but like mostly a work i don't think it is anymore i'm okay. pretty sure it's more of a work now i think it's more of a work because how does some fucking jack off at some quote-unquote reliable possibly even unreliable news source get a hold of a private email if it's oh, not a, if it's not a word wouldn't be the first time we've gotten private fucking conversations that's up the, into the nfl public. that's the nfl We're, you're talking about the nfl right no i'm talking about in wrestling all the time we get private conversations between two people that have become very public rumors or news most of the time which comes out to be true i don't believe it i'm not going to believe it i'm going to continue to not believe it because because he was on wednesday night dynamite oh wait no he wasn't shut up 
but everyone thought he was the Joker. Shut up, dude. I, I did Joker. See, Joe's way smarter than you, Dylan. I, w- I was just holding out hope. I'll have you know I had no predictions who the Joker was going to be. I definitely didn't think it would be who it was. Yeah, I That's was for sure. I have some very strong opinions about Wednesday Night Dynamite. Well, okay. we're not there yet. Yeah, we're not there yet. You gotta, yeah, you gotta hold so your still, hold Dylan, your fucking you horses, Chad. So y'all are say? still both that it's still a work. I am. I'm. I'm more of of it being a work this week than I was last week. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I'm less. I think I was. Uh, it's a work last week, and now I'm like I don't know. Fucking wishy washy opinions from Chad. And I have strong opinions about gets, things later this just week. Just gets to change his wait. mind every week on what is what his takes are. Yeah, sometimes I like factions, sometimes I don't. Can't make up his mind. That's fine. More uh, to come I, on my opinion I, about factions. <laughs> I have my takes and I stick to them. I'm sticking Except to this for one. Cody Rhodes, who you hated and now you love. Whoa, dude. That's two different companies. Can't you can't <laughs> compare those. I love Cody. I've always loved Cody. I've never slandered Cody <laughs> once on this show. I don't think any of us have. So cake bet. I can prove you have. No, I'm not taking that bet. <laughs> I was about to say. I Joe just don't want to. I just. I don't want to lose a cake that I don't even have yet. Maybe. I'll, maybe I'll accept your bet once I get my cake. But who knows when that's going to fucking happen? Yeah, good point, Joe. Joe. Your there's opinion? No there's no way I know. And I feel like there is because you. I feel like you would be the person that would know. Guy that owes me a cake. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, dude. There's no way knowing right now. Um, before we get into beer ratings, there's one last thing. Uh, there was a report that came out that there are more NXT releases on the horizon, kind of stemming from the fact that every six months WWE does like some performance report, and if you're not meeting the standard or something like that, then they're going to be releasing you because you're not making enough progress. Um. Holding out hope that Von Wagner is released? No, I'm hoping he gets a huge push. <laughs> he did so well on this week. This week, when, but we'll talk about who he who did he did well against. But yeah, I think obviously he's getting a huge push after that loss. Dirty, 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 dirty. Well, that was just highly unnecessary, Chad. That's what Joe sounds like. The Swedish Chad. Who do you think is getting released? Von Wagner. Okay. So wait, uh, Joe. Joe, if you think Von Wagner's getting a huge push, who do you think? Who do you think is getting released? I don't. I don't think he's getting a huge push. I was being sarcastic. He I lost know, him. dude. I think I don't have to uh, explain the joke. What a spicy episode this is going to be. <laughs> I think Ava Rain is getting released. Who? Who the fuck is that? Grow up. That was. What did you even say? So Ava Rain. Rain? It's the Alba Fire. A, no, Ava Rain. It's, who uh, is that? Oh, She's the daughter of a famous wrestler. Are you talking about Ariana Grace? No, idiot. I'm talking about fucking Simone Johnson. Is oh. that her name? I'm what? Sure. What? What? That's almost they... as bad as Alba Fire. Why wouldn't they just call her the Pebble or something? <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a bad so much... dad joke. That would have been so much better. The Pebble. <laughs> That would be an awesome name, the Pebble. Coming down the aisle, think of like Howard Finkel's voice. Coming down the aisle, the Pebble. Right? Okay. No. Right. Joe doesn't appreciate good dad jokes. Seriously, dude. Grow up. This is actually like grow up, dude. Yeah, grow up. Yeah. All right. 
Um, so off of the NXT releases and into beer ratings, NXT in your house. Does anyone have signs? No. Signs yeah, I have a sign. Are you serious? I don't have yeah, a sign. I have a sign. That's insane because I I wrote I have no signs because the CWC sucks butts. Well, first of all, I, I want to counteract. CWC. I felt like they were a really good audience for this show. Maybe this. Yeah, this show. Yeah. They were very into every match. They kept it very entertaining, even when the matches got slow. But uh, I got the, the sign that the Creed brothers dad brought with them. Did you see that sign? I uh, probably saw it. Just didn't write anything down. It was a Top Gun themed sign that said, I feel the need, the need for Creed. And then yep. I just kept thinking arms wide open the whole time. With Every time I saw it, I thought open. about the best butt rock band of all time. The best butt rock band of all time. Oh, the best butt rock. Hmm. What is butt rock? You guys are oh, all into rock music. Gosh. What's butt rock? Any band that was yep. popular from 2000 to 2006. That sounds like this. Yeah. So Nickelback. Uh, Creed, whoa, stained, uh, three doors down, 30 days grace, three blank blank, um, stuff three, like that. Three blind mice, three blind three. mice. That's probably a good butt rock band. It's butt Jam. rock. Pearl Jam like invented butt rock. Yep. Joe, could you sing a butt rock song for us? Yeah, it goes. Uh, the first match of the night was Legata del Fanta- de Fantasma versus. This I, is terrible. I don't remember their name, so I, but I wrote the Italian Stallions. Ooh, I wrote Tony D and the Boys. Crash and the Boys. Uh, this wasn't a bad match. Probably, maybe second best match of the night. Maybe this was voted match. by our fans on Twitter as the best match of the night. You yeah. say fans as if we have a lot of them, though. We had 13 votes on that poll. All right, well, people Twitter like polls. <laughs> That's why I've been using them. I bet you not one of those people listens to this show. Yeah, but they voted on our poll and they liked this match a lot. Interesting. Um, I did I did really appreciate at the beginning before the bell rang when everyone was making their entrances that Electra Lopez like pointed out a crowbar that was tucked between the stairs and the ring that was like pre-placed. Allegedly by Tony D and the boys or the Italian stallions. Um, they were the family is what the they were called. No, that was their that was their faction name. The family. I refuse. I'm just letting you know. I, I like refuse. Italian stallions and Tony D and the boys better, but I'm just letting you know. Yeah, I refuse to call them the family. You won't you won't see me or hear me call them the family like Chad refused to call Braun Breaker. Steiner. Yeah, yeah, because you never called Goldberg. him Braun. You've never called him Braun Breaker. Any, no, but I feel very strongly about Braun Breaker at the end of this show. So the stipulation for this match <laughs> was that uh, whichever faction lost was going to have to join the other one, um, and there was a good amount of back and forth. But eventually, Tony's D's and the boys ended up picking up the W here. So now Legato. Are they guess the slave boys to the Italian stallions? Whoa. I don't know if you can say what you just said. <laughs> I think the S is a bad word now. I don't think you should use that. What would you call Boba Fett ship then? Uh, I would call them all on the same team. 
Teamwork makes yep. the dream work. That didn't seem like a great team. They worked well together. They were a great team on Tuesday. We'll talk about that later. But you <laughs> sound stupid. I have a question. Nice. Do you guys think that two dimes looks like Joe Burrow? Yes. All right. So second follow-up question. Is Joe Burrow a sup? Not for me, but for you. Oh, clearly. dude. Joe Burrow is a sup. That's just impossible. Which makes two dimes a sup? No. For me. I don't know, dude. Pretty pretty attractive man, that two dimes. And that Joe Burrow. Mostly Joe Burrow. What is wrong with you? What did we, we talked about it last week? We don't we don't give enough shine to the male subs, so I'm throwing it out there. Yeah, it's Pride Month, so we're doing dude subs for the whole month. I'm just gonna keep doing them forever. <laughs> I don't care. Joe, um, did you think there were any subs in the first match? No. I I agree with Joe. Zero for six. Zero, yeah, zero for six. Zero for seven. Electro Lopez was there. Oh, I would I would say zero. she's kind of a sub. I'll go with zero for seven on that one. I'll go 0.75 out of seven. I'm a 1.5 for seven. So what 25% of her do you think is on a <laughs> Um, This match got two and three quarters of a beer. Um, did you say who wins? The, fa- the, fa- the, the Italian Stallions won. The Italian, yeah. Tony D's and the nuts. Oh, Tony D's <laughs> and his two nuts. Oh, God. They won. This is Persia Pierogi all over again. Well, when you change everyone's names on a weekly basis, it's hard, it's hard to just keep up with it, you know? Not that any of these people's names change. Actually, Cruz del Toro, he changed recently. Yeah. And two times. Um, and we just we found out about Stacks and Two Dimes' name like two weeks ago. So Exactly. All right. Um, Toxic Attraction versus Katana Chance and Caden Carter. Sup. NXT Women's Tag Team Championships on the line. Um, I wrote sup to all these ladies. Hmm. Four for four. Oh, I would not say that. Mostly because I said it last week. I'm at two for four. I'm all right, so Katana and Gigi? No. Oh. Katana and JC. Hmm. JC Jane. What? What? <laughs> We didn't hear any of that, dude. <laughs> Your mouth was moving, but nothing was coming out. It's still happening. Did you mute yourself? Oh, my God. Joe muted himself. What an idiot. No, I didn't. It's oh, there he is. Freezy again. Mm. So maybe maybe double or nothing was Joe's fault. Oh, yeah. I see. We had no, I had no problems either night mm. of uh, WWE. That's because Peacock's so much better than Bleacher Report. Literally, the entire internet was complaining about Bleacher. AEW had to apologize for how bleacher bad bleacher was at the beginning of the night. True. What about the end of the night? They they denied it. Did they apologize to me? No. <laughs> no. All um, they said was that you're a bitch. That's fair. Um, one thing that I took a note of on this match, I thought that the ref in this match looked like a 16 year old Dominic Mysterio. I uh, I said that out loud. Him? With my sister in the room and the you know the, the, one, McFoley, the one that doesn't know McFoley is the one that doesn't God. know McFoley. Um, okay. And she said he looked like a thin a Gabriel Iglesias, and I actually think that was a better comparison than the younger Donald Mysterio. Yeah, I was just trying to make a wrestling, but uh, like a comparison to wrestling. But yeah, 
Yeah, that but makes then sense. again, in the same match, she called when they did uh, two and three counts, thumpy thumps. So you can ignore her opinion for the most part. She called the like the pins thumpy thumps when they went to go like bang on the mat and call the pin. The what the referee did, she called those thumpy thumps. She's like, "What happens if they get three thumpy thumps?" And I was like, "What the fuck is a thumpy thump?" Is your sister five years old? No, thirty three with a PhD. And thumpy thump is in her her vocabulary. She just didn't know what to call it. Did you tell her to drink at two thumpy thumps? <laughs> I did tell her that was a beer. I mean, that was a drink. <laughs> I mean, if you get to three, that's the end of the match. So isn't that also, also a drink? Yeah. You guys got any notes for this match? Because I have the quote of the night in this match. Oh, yeah. Go ahead with the quote. So Wade Barrett asks uh, Vic. I almost said Vic Romano. Vic Joseph. Um, if he's ever been hit in the face with a ball sack. I think I they were talking heard. about Wendy Chu and her ball they sack. They were. They were. What, what's Wendy Chu's ball sack? She has a sack of balls, quite literally oh. like a pillowcase filled with rubber balls. Fact. Yeah, that must have been what they were talking about. And she hits people with it. Yeah, I was kind of zoned out. And then all I heard was Wade Barrett asking Vic Joseph if, if he's ever been hit in the face with a ball sack. And I just started laughing out loud in my house. It was fucking hilarious. In your house? In, in my house nice. yeah nice i have no great uh comments for this match i thought it was pretty good though yeah it was pretty there decent. was a couple botches but for the most part this was a pretty good match it was on the better end of the toxic attraction title defenses yeah they're getting better um katana chance was the um in the role of getting the shit beat out of her as the tag team partner so she took that she took on that role for this tag team match uh, and Toxic Attraction retains their NXT Women's Tag Team Championships. And this got two and a quarter beers. Nice. It Very did. Nice. It did. Um, then we had another match. It was Ooh. Carmelo Hayes versus Cameron Grimes. And one I think all of us got wrong. Everybody Every in single the person's contest got it wrong. Yeah. I was not we expecting all- this at all. We all thought that uh, Cameron Grimes was going to pick up the the win and retain his title. In fact, last week we were very confident on the fact that no, they couldn't they couldn't take the title off off Grimes. He's got a feud already set up with Solo, and they addressed that this week on Wednesday on Tuesday. <laughs> oh my <that>. god! <laughs> yeah, so I real I realized reading my notes here that I forgot I completely missed almost this entire match because Leslie was leaving the next day. Mm. going back home so things happened there i, I took Whoa. a i took a note that said i missed almost the entire match to hump <laughs> <laughs> so i have i have nothing for this match other than the winner which was carmelo hayes i do have two jessica quotes that's my sister's name by the way i'm just going to refer to her as jessica from now on it's easier I prefer to call her the sister that doesn't know who Mick Foley is. Kind of rolls up so the I have a little better. Two quotes from the sister who doesn't know who Mick Foley is or that he is God. Um, at it? one point at the end of the match, or it was midway through the match, uh, they said, Cameron Grimes is looking to silence all of his doubters. And my sister said, eh, I'm still doubting. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then I was complaining because Cameron Grimes wasn't bleeding like he always does. And I was trying to get two points back. Mm, yep. And I said, why won't his nose or his lip or his eyebrow just slightly bleed? And she goes, what about his nipples? Those could bleed too. 
And I was that's like, okay, true. that that's a true statement. That that is very true. Um, it tends to not happen though, unless you're like running around and really sweaty while wearing a shirt, though. You run a marathon while you're wearing a shirt. That's oh, how you yeah, get bloody just, nipples. It rubs those things raw. Just rubs or, them, rubs them completely off. Or if you cut a nipple off. I guess oh my yeah, God. that would also do it. Yeah. Yeah. Some reservoir dog shit. That was his ear. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> um, this was a really good match, by the yeah, way. Yeah. This yeah. I, I know well, you missed I the say, whole thing for say, a really yeah. good time, but we had a really good time watching this. I hope you did. Um, they got two beers, apparently. That's what you guys said. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, and then we got <laughs> our our first installment of a video package we got to watch a lot of this weekend. Uh, it was MVP rapping. Uh, the song, the song, in fact, did not fuck. It was, there was no slaps. It did not slap. It did not fuck. Yes, that's true. That was Dylan fucked on this night, but this song did not. Um, yeah, I guess I kind of already gave, or as he said, he makes love. I hump or I get humped. I was going to ask if you slap, but I don't really want to know what you're doing in the bedroom. Nope. Nobody does. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Speaking of things I'd like to do in the bedroom, the next match was Mandy Rose versus Wendy oh Chu. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, I probably shouldn't have said that. But anyways. <laughs> uh, I, I took a note here that says Vic Joseph is a child, and I don't remember why. I don't know. Damn it. I don't remember. I think he said some weird shit to wade but i have no idea doesn't he always say weird shit he did but it was like he or he does but like i i remember this being like what the fuck is wait or vic joseph talking about right now like it was that ridiculous but i don't remember um it, to me it's still crazy to think that uh wendy chu was may ying like eight months ago or a year ago i think the in-ring talent is easily there oh yeah she's good yeah, she's not bad. I so I under it's, it all makes sense why they they had to find a gimmick change for her and get her back on TV quickly. Yeah, I mean because she's good in the ring and like that yeah. that Mei Ying thing just did not work. What was the name of the Tian Shaw? Tian Shaw was oh, the, the name group. of the group. Yeah. Speaking of people that could get released, uh, Boa. I haven't seen him in a while. Yeah, he's getting repackaged. I'm sure. Again. It's going to be constrictor. <laughs> His finishing move is going of, to be a sleeper hold. Speaking of bad quotes, uh, my sister, who doesn't know that McFoley is God, <laughs> um, had another. She had her last great quote of the night in this match. Um, when she found out Wendy Chu was in a tracksuit, she was like, no, nah, I don't want to share for her. She's wearing a tracksuit. But then Mandy Rose's whole gimmick is that she's just like hotter than everyone. So she was like, I'm not cheering for Mandy Rose either. But then Wendy Chu went to take off her tracksuit and Jessica was like, she finally took that shoot off. So now I'll cheer for her. So I asked her, did you just want her to strip the whole time? And she goes, yep. So my sister just wanted to watch women strip for this whole match. I mean, like and the wrong one stripped. Like you said, yeah. Like you said earlier, (laughs) it's Pride Month. So yeah, for her. We're we're all about Pride Month here on uh, Trunk Deuce Soccer Wrestling. Absolutely. I'm a supporter. Big time supporter. I'll talk more about Pride Month in the next match. Uh yes boy. <laughs> uh Mandy Rose retains here. Duh. No way she was losing to Wendy Chu. Uh this got a beer. 
Yes, boy. Yes, boy. Uh, and then speaking of yes, boys, pretty deadly versus the Creed brothers match yeah. of the night. Yeah. Pretty deadly sure. dude subs. Oh yeah. Pretty. I was de- talking about pretty deadly. <laughs> <laughs> He's all about that. Brutus, not the, Creed. the Brutus bond. Do you want Brutus to do a cannonball onto you? No. Who wants the Brutus bomb in and around his mouth? No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so pretty deadly last ups of the night. What? What yeah. about what about Druid One? <laughs> <laughs> They're not the Druids anymore. They're, They're the Dyad. Oh, the dude, dyad. I must have missed that big time. They called him that on a uh, NXT on Tuesday. Wow. Oh. Uh, th- this match was fucking awesome. Uh, there yeah. was. Let's see. I did as write soon on- as their dad comes out. I knew I was fucked. <laughs> I was so upset. Oh, when it showed them in the crowd? As soon as they started the match and the first thing they showed was their dad in the crowd, I was like, fuck, I have fucked up now. Dude, so I did not think... So the Creed Brothers won the NXT Tag Team Championships. I, like I said last week, 100% did not think that they were walking out with the titles. I just thought that there was going to be like a DQ finish here or something. But boy, I look pretty smart picking those Creed Brothers. I mean, that was that, and your diamond mine picks won you the, the belt. Those are your four points that you got over me. Yeah, I mean... Is your your Ivy Nile... You got Ivy Nile or Roderick Strong, and... I'm pretty fucking smart, and... Uh, you got this one. I was able to end Alex's long and painful seven-day reign. Yeah, it was a week. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, the the Brutus the Brutus uh, cannonball that thing that move is just the best. He bleeds during this match. Also, uh, Julius hits a fucking shooting star press during this match. Yeah, and then, reminded me of Brock Lesnar up there or Kurt Angle doing those shooting star presses. You know, when did Kurt Angle do one? Which one's the one that broke their fucking? Was it Brock Lesnar? Lesnar. Yeah, he didn't break anything. I thought Brock Lesnar broke his fucking neck doing that move. No, at WrestleMania, I think he got a stinger. I don't think he broke his neck. Kurt Angle broke his neck during that match, but continued to wrestle. Kurt Angle's neck was, was always fucked. I think that was just like off of like a regular German suplex, though. I don't know. Um, but yeah, the Creeds win. They win the titles. Do a little family celebration afterwards. It was awesome to watch. Great match. Match of the night. Easily. Um, two and a quarter beers for this one. And then you had. Uh, the main event, I do want to say we were all pretty unexcited for this main event, and this delivered higher than my expectations. Ever it so was slightly. Braun Breaker versus Joe Gacy with the stipulation if Braun Breaker got disqualified, that he would lose the title. And I think adding that stipulation gave the story in the match the needed like oomph to make this not boring as fuck. It gave it a story. It gave it a story that didn't suck, like Joe Gacy's character. And I don't think Joe Gacy's a bad wrestler. I think Joe Gacy's decent in the ring. He's a good wrestler. He's one of the better 2.0 guys. But yeah, and his fucking gimmick is fucking trash. Yeah, I want uh, PC police Joe Gacy back. No, I don't. I don't want either. They were both bad. Yeah, I would rather have that than this, though. Yeah, but the surprising was- part the the this age of WWE slash NXT is not. It's just not a place for supernatural things anymore, even though it looks like we're going to be more to come on that on Monday. (laughs) 
Um, yeah, it's just not a place for those things anymore. Like, I think the surprising part of this was that there was a there was a contingent of the crowd that kept chanting, "Let's go, Gacy." Yeah, and I, mean, I was like, CWC, "Am I just like fucking off here, or is this guy actually have fans?" The CWC is just insane. They just have insane people that go to their shows. They don't know what they're talking about. This match also uh, re-emphasized my feeling. I think Braun Breaker watched way too many Goldberg videos as a child. Way too many Goldberg references. He's he's just Goldberg. I mean, his finishing move is almost exactly like. Um, actually, I think Goldberg like used to do that move. His finishing move. Well, he uses the jackhammer, whereas Braun Breaker uses the the pump no, no, handles no, no. or the the slam. I'm talking about like the move where he his actual finishing move where he picks people up over his the military head. press yeah, into like, the like military the body pro- slam. Yeah, that one. Like Goldberg used to do that move just like as a regular move. Not oh, good. Often. That makes it worse. Not often, but he did it. Pretty sure. I don't remember. We'll have to wait and see him. I think he did it when he when he got to WWE in like 2003. So we'll see that here a couple of years when we get to 2003. Um, Braun Breaker wins the match. It, it got two beers. It was yeah, slightly better than expected. Uh, mostly due to the fact that it had, like Joe said, a story. I expected this to be trash, and I didn't hate it. I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it. Um, NXT in your house finishes with 12 and a quarter total beers. Uh, very low on the beer rankings, which I am updating this weekend. So stay tuned for that. You know, I have all this free time now, so I'm you actually going to. You don't need to update it this weekend, dude. You already did it last weekend and the weekend before. No. I think every time we do a pay-per-view, you say you're going to update the beer rankings. Yeah, but this time I mean it. Okay. We'll talk next week about this. Okay. Let's 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 make a bet. Let's put something on the line. No. Yeah, because you guys know I would do it if something was on the line. Yeah, you would only do it if something's on the line. So I want you to actually do it. So maybe I'll make this bet just so you finally fucking update yours. All right, what bet? Mine's fucking my beer rankings are up to date. I, I entered pay-per-views like the um, same day. My beer rankings are up to date. Okay, that wasn't necessary and rude. Well, I'm glad you feel so special. <laughs> That your beer rankings are up to date. Whatever. Speaking of beers, let's start WWE Hell in a Cell 2022. Yep. Yes, boy. Signs? I got nothing. No. The only one I wrote down wasn't even a good sign. It was the guy that had the sign that said, I worked overtime for these seats. And then I wrote, they weren't even good seats. But they kind (laughs) of were. And, and regardless if they were good seats, that guy's grinding so he could go not like uh, the dance, the grind. He could have been, but he's he's grinding to uh, to go to a place that that he really wants to be. So regardless, he's going to that place, the best, the best uh, seats in the world or not. He worked hard for those, Dylan. Well, the first shot of the sign, I thought I thought he was in like the I don't know, the section that Chad was sitting the last time he went to Raw. Oh, yeah, the, the it, nosebleeds, basically. It, yeah, it was like, it was just a bad angle. And then all of a sudden, they shoot to the hard, they, they cut to the hard cam, and he's like in the fifth row. And I was like, oh, never mind. Those are pretty good seats. But before we get into the first match, I want to point out that uh, right before the show started, I got some text messages from our good friend CJ regarding oh. the beer rankings and the beer, the drinking game. That he decided Hell in a Cell was the right pay per view to try doing. Um, wow. Let's see. Let, let me scroll to the bottom. Yeah, it's not. I mean, 
It's not a bad one to do. I think he survived, but I don't think his wife did. Oh, oh no, God. Rachel, Rachel's got a way higher tolerance than CJ. She's a monster. That's true. Well, I will uh, I will be interjecting in our beer rankings rundown some of the text messages I got. But to start the show off, he asked, uh, if they throw each other into the caves during the Hell in a Cell match, does that count as use of the environment? Absolutely. And I said, duh. To which That's- he said, dude, I'm just learning. I'm starting it out here. He probably so, didn't even get the same total. He probably got less than the total. Beers. We'll talk more about that. <laughs> I okay. have more Rachel, quotes. Rachel, if you're listening, I'm sorry I called you a monster. I uh, I was referring to the fact that you make people drink so heavily, not that you're actually a monster. So, I do remember uh, whenever we would hang <laughs> out with them, like drinking way too many, like way too many shots, like way more shots than I would ever want to drink. Yeah. And it, it, we were just taking shots, you know, just because. Just because. Just because. Because, 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 because. And it just wasn't, yeah, it, not, a, not a big shot taker. More of a, more of a beer guy. A sipper, you know. More of a sipper, yeah. 12-ounce curls kind of dude. <laughs> oh. Well, let's right. get in the first match. Yeah, first, the first match? match. It was the that, triple tret. Oh, the triple tret, Michael. Yeah, I'm not going to say anything. Uh, Bianca Belair. That sounded pretty Irish to me. Um, Bianca what Belair. What the fuck was that? <laughs> that's, my, that's my impression of Dylan doing an impression of Irish people. Anyways, Bianca Belair versus <laughs> Becky Lynch versus Asuka. Triple trep match for the Raw Women's Championship. And guys, did you know that during this match, Bianca Belair did not need to be pinned or submitted to lose her title? <laughs> I know the rules of the triple tret, Dylan. God damn. Right, I just wanted to make sure. So did every viewer and fan, except for my family, who I had to explain the rules to. <laughs> That's actually hilarious. <laughs> so they did not know the rules to the triple no, tret. No, about hey, they said that multiple times. Then about 10 minutes in, my dad was like, oh, wait, she doesn't have to get pinned. They can pin the other girl. I thought this was elimination. And I was like, no. <laughs> oh, my God. So your dad was there, too? Yeah, my dad, my sister, me, and my wife. You don't have any quotes from your dad? No, he kind of just like sits there and asks questions. He actually kind of gets into it, which is it's actually kind of cool. Man, I wish I could do that. He actually he stayed up all the way until the last match with this one. He did not watch the last match with me. What? But, yeah, choice. he watched. Poor choice. <laughs> he watched the Hell in a Cell pay per view, premium live event. Sorry, and didn't watch a single Hell in a Cell match. He had to leave at like seven the next morning to go to a doctor's appointment. So. Ah, uh, yeah, mm. he had he had to sleep, mm. mm-hmm. but I showed him some pictures the next day. So. This was this was a pretty good match, right? This was the second. I thought this was going to be the best match on the card after it happened until the main event happened, and then I was like, no fucking way. I think this is the best Becky Lynch match we've watched, other than the, the WrestleMania match with her and Bianca one on one. Other than that, this is the best one she's had in a long time. She really hasn't been great since like between those two matches no i would agree with that um but yeah i thought this and was, oscar this looked was very good in her good. comeback pay-per-view match yeah you said, you said comeback <laughs> i came on your back um i'm cutting that for sure <laughs> why because you don't want them to know the truth yeah well chad said he's not going to talk about or ask about what i do in the bedroom and there he goes <laughs> oh I'm just kidding, Leslie. <laughs> Who am I she kidding? She's listen. not going to listen to this. 
Um, <sighs> Bianca Belair ends up not getting pinned or submitted, so which means that she didn't lose her title, which means she won the match. Uh, I don't remember who she pinned, but this got two and a half beers. Two, two and a half. half beers. Really great opener. This was fire. Excellent stuff. Yeah. Um, speaking of a match that was not fire or did not fuck, um, Bobby <laughs> Lashley versus Omos and MVP. We got another taste of the diss track, which we also got on the pre-show. So we've now heard it three times. Yes, this was our third time hearing the diss track. Yeah. Which it, it was it got better every time. It did not. Pretty sure it got worse oh, every single dude. Time. Remember that one line where he said that Bobby was bad? Remember that time where he talks about <laughs> Lana in the, the diss track? Actually, yeah, I do. That was actually pretty funny. Um, but so Joe, you think the sickest burn in the diss track was when he called Bobby bad? Yeah. That was awesome. so, so rough. <laughs> wow. Did you even listen to the song? Yeah, there was a ECW reference that I don't remember anymore. Yeah, he said the ECW title was basically shit and that Bobby never won shit. It's kind of fair. He's a WWE champion. Well, <laughs> Two he times. Said, he said that he was WWE champion because of him. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. Uh, I have uh, I have a positive from this match. Ooh, go off and it's it's kind of crazy but i wrote this note and it's that when omas left the ring and did stuff on the outside of the ring it got exponentially better than him trying to mat wrestle in the ring that's fair yeah and when he would he he like ran around the ring to do that like spear into the the guardrail or like the the padding around the the edge of the, the barricade the barricade thank you when he did that he like he went full force. It was a good hit. It was like it looked smooth. And I like thought to myself, like, if he's allowed to just do some like more brutal stuff, then he might come around eventually to not being awful. But if they have him in the ring trying to body slam and collar and elbow fucking tie ups, it's never going to fucking work. Not at all. They need to like ex- move him out. They need to like do new stuff with him. Yeah. I mean, I can agree with that. And then one of the notes I took for this was just a crazy moment where Omas was standing on the floor outside of the ring and reached his hand slightly up and tagged into the match while he was standing yeah. on the floor. I thought that was pretty funny. I think that came right before the tackle through the barricade, which, yeah, I'm a big fan of those spots. I always love a good Roman Reigns spear through the barricade. God, he has the best fucking barricade so spots. So good. Yo, Chad. Yo, yo, Joe. Bayside's going to be in Virginia Beach on July 9th. Uh, what? State champs just announced they're coming at the end of July, and I'm buying tickets. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going to uh, Bayside. I definitely want to go with you. Nice. Who are these people? Bands band. that you would like if you liked good music. They're a I band love good. I, I love good music. As a Long Island band, they were one of my favorites growing up. Oh, so you're like an original Bayside fan. Yeah. Oh boy. I've been a fan since like the first album, but that that they got pretty big pretty quick with Devotion and Desire. So Yeah. But back to the match. Bobby Lashley won. Indeed, because the one always beats the two. Yep. Like we said last week. Uh, Any dumb idiots that picked Omos and MVP 
just never understood how handicap matches work at a pay-per-view. I don't, I'm pretty sure we all picked Bobby Lashley, right? No, we didn't. <laughs> Joe? I didn't pick Bobby Lashley. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, this got a beer and a quarter. Um, and then the third match of the night was Kevin Owens versus Ezekiel. I legitimately thought within the first 10 seconds of the match that this was going to be a squash. Yeah. Like, I think what Owens hit like a, he hit, did he hit, what did he hit a pop-up power bomb, like start the match? No, Ezekiel like Ezekiel hit his his finishing knee and then went for an elbow off the top rope and Ezekiel oh, got the was. two count on KO. And I jumped off the couch like, no, they're not about to fucking do this. And then KO kicked out and it was okay. Yeah, I was very happy that that did not happen. Um, Zeke, he bled a little bit. And um, I don't know if you guys heard this, but Jimmy Smith during this match accidentally called him Elias. Yes, he did. Like a big dumb stupid head. Uh, I thought well, the raw commentary I mean, we team all know wasn't that bad though. They weren't terrible, right? Not not on this. I didn't write any super negative comments like we wrote from them last pay-per-view. Yeah, so they're improving a little bit. Jimmy Smith's improving and Byron Saxton's improving. Corey Graves is still the fucking man. Absolutely. Yeah. Um and then during this match, I got very scared that for some reason Ezekiel was going to win this match because Elias showed up on the Titantron. No, he didn't. No, I, I was scared that this was going to happen. Oh, like I was scared that Elias was going to show up on the Titantron and distract Kevin Owens, and it was going to be like a roll-up win for Ezekiel. But thank God that didn't happen because it basically sealed my win sealed my title victory from alex that'd be a hard uh video to shoot so i wasn't too uh too worried that that was going to happen um yeah like they'd have to like paint they have to like paint a beard onto him just like, give him a they can just give him a a stick on beard they can give him one of those pew beards like from jackass mm, a pew beard yes that would work perfectly this is the uh, the point in the night where uh, CJ responded to my last text message with Rachel is going to puke watching the Hell in a Cell match, to which I said Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre got like six and a half beers in Hell in a Cell last year. And he said she wanted to play and she's feeling it already. I told her that her sips need to go up because it's 14 sips of beer. And I was like, well, at this point of the match, we're at like five and a quarter beers through the Ezekiel match. And he was like, she's at two margaritas and two white claws. And I was like, that's where you fucked up. <laughs> that's where you fucked up. You can't, you can't play this drinking game with anything other than light beer. I don't know how many times I ever need to say it, but there's been too many people that have only played this drinking game with us once. And it's because they decided to try and do liquor. Yeah. Or like IPAs. I do. I have do... A oh, you have a sign. Yeah, it was uh it was a sign during this match. It was uh it said missing. Have you seen this man? And it was a picture of Elias. Oh yeah, I remember that one. Oh, I do remember that one. Mm. Mm-hmm. The last thing uh CJ said at this point was that Rachel said I look like Kevin Owens. So <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, CJ said uh Rachel said you look like Kevin Owens. And my response false. was I've been him for Halloween before. <laughs> so next year you got to be Ken Owens. Oh yeah, 
Well, I have Grays coming in, so it won't be that hard. <laughs> Not that many. Not as Not many, as, many as Dylan, but, you know, I got Grays. I have way too many gray hairs, dude. I got to do some just for men. That's actually surprisingly not the first time someone's told me I look like if I had a beard, I'd look like Kevin Owens. So I'm starting well, to think know, that the, the belly. Oh, you fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. I know I'm fat. Oh. I mean, I look like Otis, so. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I was just thinking like of the fattest. That, okay. <laughs> That's actually probably like the closer uh, closer to the the body type that I actually have. If Lars Sullivan oh. was like all fat instead of any sort of muscle, remember the time the internet found out that Lars Sullivan was in gay porn? No, <laughs> you didn't see that. No, <laughs> they uh, the internet found out that Lars Sullivan before he was a wrestler was in gay porn, and it was just like all over my wrestling pages on Facebook and uh, Twitter. It's a fact, oh, but that's okay because. Whatever you want to do, man. Pride Month. Yeah. Well, it's Fuck also yeah. it's also okay to do outside of Pride. Oh yeah. It's true. Very true. Very true. You know, so that some people that's how you make a, that's how they make a living, right, Joe? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yep. <laughs> this episode's fucking wild. All right. Um, um, Kevin. Speaking Owens of fucking match. wild, Hold on. <laughs> Kevin Owens wins this match with a stunner and it got a beer and a half. Now go ahead, Chad. Speaking of fucking wild, uh, Rhea Ripley's legs were on display in the next match. That is true. I liked it. Yeah, I was a big fan of uh, Rhea's new ring gear. Not, not because uh, you could see her legs. It was just cool ring gear, of course. Right. He liked her butt. Everyone liked her butt. It was the nice butt. My wife even noticed how nice the butt looked. Chad, how long did it take you before you could comfortably stand up after this match? I never <laughs> stood up during this match. Why is that? He was on screen the whole time. Um, so Rhea Ripley comes out uh, looking great. Uh, the Judgment Day all came out looking great. Um, and they had a match uh, against Liv Morgan, AJ Styles, and Finn Balor. Three-on-three tag team action. I am Here's my first negative of the night. I don't like how WWE is still so hesitant to just have mixed tag team matches be like men versus women. Because it's a bad look when a man punches a woman on TV. Yeah, but like that's the I'm pretty sure that's literally the only thing they don't want people to see is like the, a, a man punch a woman. But if they're like trading punches and Rio Ripley is like bigger than AJ Styles is anyway. So like true. I don't see why AJ and Rhea couldn't go at it. I think that would be a really good match. But if that's like the precedent you're going to set, then like yeah, if they're going to if they're going to make it allowable for all women and all men, then when eventually during this match, if Liv Morgan had been in the ring at the same time as Damian Priest, and Damian Priest starts beating the shit out of Liv Morgan, it's just not a good look. Yeah, that's but like every indie Morgan company looks. but WWE and AEW do that. They did have that one Royal Rumble uh, where, every, where like four different dudes finished on Nia Jax. What? Sorry. For <laughs> hit finishers on Nia Jax. Oh, God, dude. Come on. Raising Joe. <laughs> yeah, Randy Orton finished on her and then some other people. <laughs> oh, my God. Hit the RKO, dude. I don't know what you're talking about. 
Uh, Sorry, I'm still new to this whole wrestling thing. I I don't know the terminology. (laughs) Clearly. He's new here. Um, (laughs) I mean, this match was pretty all right, though, I thought. Like, some good action. Third best match of the night. The Judgment Day ends up winning, as I think almost all of us thought. The three of us all picked Judgment Day, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think we all expected this this move from the judgment day it doesn't hold consistent with the week i'll stop there mm. yeah this match was the last time judgment day did anything that made sense oh last thing uh so this ended up when we were watching it live this had we we, we said this got two and a half beers and then looking online everyone's talking about aj styles uh just bleeding all over the place get we cut back to it and i looked it up online and yeah he was bleeding all over the place on the outside of the ring from like uh, his forehead. Like yeah. Just like gushing blood. So we retroactively added the three sips for the blood and uh, 2.75 beers for this. You yep. told me you got three beers in the text message group. Yeah. I got three beers. It was at, it was at two and a quarter. And then the AJ blood brought it up to three. Oh, okay. I'm just a fucking idiot then. I didn't update this. So I think the match ended at like 2.5 and then like some stuff happened after the match to go up to 2.75 and then we added the blood to three. Yeah. That makes sense. Well, my total is probably going to be fucked up now. I have no We're idea. We're at eight and a quarter right now. You want to know the name? I uh, I gave Liv Morgan, Finn Balor, and AJ Styles instead of writing all three of their names on my paper. Uh. It's it's always fun to read my scores to see what I name people when I don't feel like writing. I wrote Judgment Day versus Wolf Kisses. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> wolf Kisses? Oh, too sweet. The Wolf Pack too sweet, but they like touch tips. Tips. It's, it's When lives there it's just cute kisses. It's it's a good name, Joe. Thank you. Maybe it's very maybe, original. Maybe they can continue to, to use that name as they continue to team up. That probably, oh, they wait. probably won't use that. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, next match, Madcap Moss versus Happy Corbin in a no-holds-barred match. In No-holds-barred, no-disqualification match. Yep, let's not forget that part of it. Because yeah. um, not every no-holds-barred match is not a no-DQ match. Just... Yes, they are. <laughs> Um, this was the point of the night where I was hoping to see Pat McAfee on my screen because it's a SmackDown match, and it was Michael Cole and Corey Graves. Pat McAfee took the night off. Probably the second best combination WWE can pull off for an announced team, but not the best. We deserve Pat. I'm upset. I was upset, and I'm still upset that McAfee wasn't there. Um, as you should be. You okay there, bud? I said, as you should be. I yawned. I, yeah. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. The sun is still up. Yeah, but I've had a couple. Do you like Madcap Moss with his new gimmick? Or is it just Riddick Moss? I think it's just Moss. I actually... (laughs) Along the same lines as what Joe said, I'm pretty sure that they're going to start just calling him Madcap. Oh, really? I I get it, but his his gimmick is just like Riddick Moss's gimmick was back in the day now. Yeah, but it's... But I, I, it could just be because I really don't like what they're doing with Baron. Uh, but I, I like him better right, right now. I don't yeah. necessarily think he's good or like he's not bad. He's not bad in the ring at all. But I like I think I like it better 
Just because he's better than he was two months ago. He just kept yelling a lot. Kept like wooing himself doing things. Uh, I have a Joe quote for this match. Mm. Joe said, I'm pretty sure Madcap is Wolverine. Why did I say it? Oh, I remember why I said that. Why the fuck did you say that? Because we kept on, he kept on like looking like he was bleeding. And then the scream would go away from him and it would come back. And there was absolutely no sign that, that he was injured ever. Not even a scratch. Like not. Yeah. We were like 70% sure that he was bleeding. Camera goes away. Camera comes back. No fucking blood. It was super weird. Chad, it seems like you didn't notice that. I didn't notice that. Hmm. Sometimes I wonder if we even watch the same show. Uh, we do. Okay. Because we got similar beer ratings on this match. Ooh, what were those beer ratings? Two and a half beers for a no-holds-barred ma- uh, match, which also happened to be a no-disqualification match. At a pay-per-view named Hell in a Fucking Cell, we put a no-holds-barred match just lower the fucking cell. Dude, that first match would have been even better in a, inside the, the cell. Yeah, I agree. Awesome. Just lower these goddamn cells. It's not, it's not going to cost you any money. Maybe well, it does, though. If it does, they have it. No, maybe it, do- maybe it costs them every time they have to lower it. Maybe. I get it, but it's not like it's costing them. It's not like it's costing them enough to fucking matter. They're not, it's not like they're paying Bray Wyatt anymore. Or, you know, or or Daniel Bryan or Adam Cole. So they have fucking money. Fucking money. They have fucking money. Nice. I mean, they're still paying Brock Lesnar. That's a good point. Um, yeah, but I'm just I thought this would have been a perfect match to make a hell in a cell match. And it was a no holds bar match. And that's still I, yeah, frustrating. I, agree with Joe. I think the first the first the women's match, the triple threat would have been the second best hell in a cell match on the card. I agree and with that. It probably could have been. No, it wouldn't have been the best match. It doesn't matter how good it was. It wouldn't have been the best. No, match. this no. this match though definitely over delivered. What I from what I expected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Madcap continues exceeding our expectations. That's fact. Uh, he wins even as the new character. Yeah, Madcap wins, and like Chad said, two and a half beers. Uh, and then we get into the United States Championship match: Theory versus Mustafa Ali. So for this one, uh, I had completely forgotten last week when we did predictions that Mustafa Ali was from Chicago. Same. And it made me think that he was going to win. And then I was like, wait, no one ever wins in their hometown. <laughs> uh, and we were right. Theory won. Except for match, those times that people won in their hometown. Name one. CM Punk in Chicago. Uh what did you say? You said, I said Stone, Stone Cold, Cold in I, Dallas. I said, yeah, this year at Mania. Y'all kept naming things jokingly in the group chat. I don't I, know. There, I feel like there's just a lot more evidence of people losing in their hometowns. Over I agree. Winning. Um, and that happened here. Uh, one move-related note in this match. Theories like springboard Spanish fly. Oh, the bouncing Spanish fly off the top rope? That move fucks. Yeah, that shit's good as fuck. I wrote the same note. I wrote bouncing Spanish fly. So you did not write that it fucks? No, but if I wrote it down as a move, that means it fucks. Because I only write down moves that fuck. Yeah, pretty much Spanish fly in the Canadian. So I wrote bouncing Spanish fly, Dylan's three pumps. Uh, that's the only what? two moves. That's the only two moves I wrote. Three pumps? Yeah, Dylan's three pumps. That move fucks. 
five pumps. Oh, you make it all the way to five? Yeah. Yeah. Look at you go. I have a like I can I can last pretty long, dude. Five pumps. It's wild. Uh, I don't even know what that feels like. This match got a beer. Theory wins. <laughs> all right. Main event, hands down, match of the weekend. Uh leading oh, up to fuck. this. Leading up to this all throughout the night, right? They're talking about Cody Rhodes and his injury. And I just want to say, thank God that Cody Rhodes is the man and the competitor that he is and competed in this match because this was as uncomfortable as this was to watch at times. It was good. This was so good. It was, was, it was probably their Like put the, put the injury aside. It was probably the best that these two have have had yet, and he had a gruesome injury. I think that the injury made it better because the story changed. Yeah, and the story was so compelling that every move they did, I was invested in because I was like, "Is that going to hurt Cody? How's that impacting him? Is his injury like?" Can, Can I give a controversial take? He shouldn't have done it. No, this match was better than the majority of the Omega versus Okada feud. Whoa, I'd rather watch this one than most of the Okada Omega feud. I agree but, with that. Okay, how many of those did you watch live though? No, I didn't. Wa- didn't watch any of them live. Right, you just go back maybe, and watch it after the fact. Okay, but like <clears> the <throat> one thing that I I lack watching New Japan is story most of the time because they don't they tell. They use more technical wrestling to make great matches than I feel like they use storytelling. The storytelling is all before the match, and then sometimes they like influence the match with the storytelling, but it doesn't play in a huge well, aspect of making great matches in New Japan. Whereas this was this was storytelling. This was compelling because of the injury and their back history, and Seth Rollins walking out on the fucking polka dots. Like every aspect of this was fucking storytelling. And the bullwhip. The yeah, the fucking the bull rope and the, the weight belt with the polka dots and the visionary on it. This was wrestling storytelling at its fucking finest. I can't think of a match that told a better story that I've watched in years. The, the, the ring psychology of, of like heel Seth Rollins where, where he's going to go after this, this obvious re- like real injury, which fuck, Fuck everybody on the internet that was like, oh, that was makeup. That's the fucking stupidest thing I've ever heard in my fucking no. life. That was so <laughs> dumb. Um, but uh, yeah, the like his just his heel psychology is so fucking good. And I, I I can't I can't even really put it into words. It's just it was so enjoyable because obviously Seth hated him so much in that moment. You know, I, I want to praise Seth as much as I want to praise Cody because that Seth won. Exactly what you're saying. He told the story almost as good as Cody did, and he didn't even have the injury. And he played into that story so fucking well. But two, he was so safe. Everything he was doing in that ring was to make sure Cody didn't get more hurt. And the fact that he went through a hell in a cell match that lasted like 15 to 20 minutes, and Cody didn't come out of there with like an uncurable fucking injury, put that on Seth. As a worker, no one's better. Yeah, and, and the trust that Cody Rhodes had to have had in, in Seth Rollins already knowing like the respect and trust that Cody Rhodes had, that 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 also tells a like a not a kayfabe story, but a real life story. 
you know yeah, yeah that's true which is why that moment on monday is 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 so meaningful because despite what's what happens next that was that was like a good moment you know until it wasn't until it wasn't but but i, I feel like the the whispering in the ear that seth rollins does and we're going to talk about it that was that was like a real moment oh yeah wanna, i think it was too you want to hear uh cj's quote for this for this yes. match oh yeah uh, he said to me after we traded some text messages back and forth about how to score some things, he said, Rachel said, fuck you, Dylan and Joe, for making this game. She did. LOL. <laughs> You're welcome. You killed Rachel. <laughs> Oops. And that only took 15 beers to do. Damn. I mean, usually takes usually takes me 25 to be absolutely dead. Yeah. Like, or that many margaritas, you know, that you like, had that one time. Four <laughs> yeah, however, however many that was. In, in two to three hours. <laughs> Boy, that was. Yeah. You want to know what my favorite moment of this match was? What? The, the, the pedigree spot. Dude. Where, the, where Cody hit the pedigree. The pedigree, I th- like when Seth had him in the pedigree and he pulled his arms up like that, I'm wondering, like, how does that not just absolutely destroy his chest like that that move and then there was a move that seth did where he just yanked on cody's bad arm those were Mm -hmm. the two that stuck out to me as like the two moves that probably in all actuality hurt him the most everything else i think did a like every other move that was hit on cody probably i felt like protected not even did not even compare to the pain that he felt during a pedigree or when Seth yanked on his uh, bad arm. Well, I just think the, the that crowd response to him countering the pedigree and hitting his own pedigree, Cody hitting the pedigree was just the crowd response to that was awesome to see. Yeah. You know, everyone in that arena knew the, the sledgehammer to the throne bullshit. And then they fucking ate that pedigree up. I ate it up. Yeah. Um, and I want to get back to Joe's comment real quick, and I'll I'll uh, I'll end with it here. Uh, the comment about this versus the Omega Okada f- feud, and where I agree with you in some sense is I would a hundred times go back and rewatch this before I went and rewatched one of those. But I think mm-hmm. part of that has to do with how fucking long they are, especially the fourth one. I just don't I, like. I don't think there's any storytelling behind those. I think it was these there guys is. are good at wrestling. There is, and it, and it's that it, the storytelling is, oh, one guy won it one time, the other guy won it the next time. Rubber match. It goes to a time limit draw. We have to have a fourth one. So it it was long term storytelling, but in, in the all actuality, like the fact that it got like 17 stars was like <laughs> the match got that like. It, it was so drawn out that it wasn't it got to a point where it wasn't as entertaining to me i want did uh did the star rating come out for this no Ooh, let me google it i just googled it it's not out yet damn it he's trying he's probably trying to figure out a way to give it 4.75 <laughs> trying, trying to figure out his explanation i did see a non uh non dave Meltzer star rating that gave the first match and this match four stars only there's okay. no fucking way that Ooh. this main event got only four stars. I don't. It was some random website. I don't even recognize it. Uh, yeah, I don't. Uh, if they're not out yet, like if they're not on the website that publishes all of them, then they're not out yet. No, it's it. it I I went to their website and they they were not there. Yeah. All right. Um. 
uh, Cody pulls off the the sweep of Seth Rollins. He's three and zero against Seth Rollins. Who knows if we're going to see another Cody and Seth Rollins match? Uh, probably not anytime soon. Uh, and this got four beers. Yeah. After two crossroads and a sledgehammer shot, and yeah, it was very good. Is this is this the match of the year so far? I think it's going to be match of the year. Is that crazy to you that a WWE Hell in a Cell between Cody and Seth might outshine anything AEW or New Japan's put forward? A little bit, yeah. But but like I agree. Right now, for me, this is match of the year. I and there's been some damn good matches this year. But like, holy fuck, this one was enthralling. It was captivating. It was good wrestling. It was safe wrestling for what it was. It was <laughs> storytelling at its fucking finest, you know? Yeah. Holy I, fuck. Just the fact that it happened, you can't really say that it was safe wrestling, but it was safe for what it was. To, for what it was, it was safe. Um, yeah. Hell in a Cell closes out 15 and three quarters of a beer. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Okay, uh, let's get into the weekly recap then. SmackDown, um, they <clears throat> so we we complained a lot last week about the Hell in a Cell card and how it should have had some matches added to it, such as I think Chad said a six pack challenge uh, to the card. Um, no, instead they did that on SmackDown, mm-hmm. and the winner would not face Ronda Rousey at Hell in a Cell. Instead, I think they face her tomorrow night. Slash two days ago when you're listening to this. And the winner was. Yeah, but two days ago when you're listening to this. Yeah, you said tonight or two days ago. Yep. Um, (laughs) And Natalia won. Yeah, because nothing would be worse than a fucking Natalia Ronda Rousey match, right? True. True. I don't know. I feel like I can think of some things that would be worse, but. I can't think of many. Yeah. Omos and MVP versus Bobby Lashley. That'd probably be worse. Probably. Probably. Um, God, she's Natalia. Really? That's where we're going? Not Raquel. Or anyone new? Shotzi. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. There's just. Oh. Natalia just provides no joy for me. Zero. Not even yep, like. Boring. Not even like, oh, thank God this face beat this, this annoying heel. No, it's just please get off my screen. <laughs> um, I thought the heel face dynamic was super weird in that match too, because it was four heels and then like Raquel and Aaliyah, and like I, that was not an even split of heels. And like Aaliyah is not even one I care about at all. No, <laughs> it was literally like Raquel or bust for me. Like I could, I I think Shotzi so would have been okay busted? for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not literally. Yeah, Shotzi wouldn't be a bust. Shotzi would have been okay. I would have been okay with Shotzi because I think she's a good heel. Yeah. And like, I, I just like her in general. Yeah. Did you catch the uh the opening of the show where they said this is the that was the 25th year anniversary of Michael Cole uh on weekly wrestling? And he's since he started, he's only missed two episodes in 25 years. Yeah. Uh we've been doing this for a little over a year and i think each of us has missed at least two episodes at least two <laughs> yeah but, but that's michael cole's only the that place that's true yeah but even in the last year i've missed going to that place like twice for some reason that's also true but michael cole likes what he does and he gets paid more than us 
Yeah, he probably gets paid way more than we do. Way more. It's just impressive. 25 years and only missing two episodes. Like, because Michael Cole, you care I a lot. Know, I want to know what the two occasions were. I don't like, know. He was probably dying of herpes. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, we got our 14th installment of the New Day versus <laughs> the Brawl and Brutes this week. Yeah, and thank God, too, because... I don't know what I would have done without seeing what would happen the 14th time these guys matched up. I did enjoy the three or four uh, inappropriate jokes by Drew McIntyre that were cut off. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> big, big. Uh, I think you mean big D big D yeah. um, and his shirt about getting on your knees. Oh, and, and Xavier, uh, Xavier stopped him. He's like, we skirt the line. <laughs> yeah. We don't cross the line. We skirt the line. That was, <laughs> that was a funny promo, but Oh my God. Can we please stop this? I thought that was just going to be a promo and I was like perfectly happy with it. And then fight night came out and then I was like, you gotta be fucking kidding. Whoa, dude, they're the skin. brawl and brutes. Okay. That's worse <laughs> than fight night. That's worse. <laughs> it's getting worse. Joe, can we get a, a quick name for the, these Irish lads or is that I, what we should call them? These Irish lads. I would just call them fight night. <laughs> if I were to, if I were to write it on a piece of paper, I would write fight night. Okay. I got used to Fight Night to the point where I don't even hate it. Yeah, I don't hate it. I do not like brawling brutes. That's stupid. You're stupid. You don't say that. I just did. But you, you know, are. You know what else was stupid? Let me look at this card real quick. Gender um, Ball versus Gender Ball <laughs> <and> Shanky. <laughs> did Good you guys one. see the sign that said Ice Ice Shanky? Because <laughs> <laughs> that was that made me laugh. Um, but yeah, Shanky. Uh, he he's dancing again, his way to victory. He once again takes center stage here, even when he's not in the match. He got to dance with Samantha Irvin, the ring, the ring announcer. Ricochet's fiance. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Good for him. Good for Ricochet. Also, sup, Ricochet. Oh, okay. Okay. I could see it. I could see it. That used to be Leslie's number one guy. Yeah. He might be mine now. Oh, okay. Okay. I could see it. I could see it. Not Big Tooth Roman. Whoa. Big Tooth Roman. Mean, He's. I just mean like after Roman got the got like the immediately key. after the. What the fuck are those things called? Veneers. 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 Yeah. yeah. I know because I wanted four of them. When he came back with those, oh my god! It was <laughs> just like what the fuck. <laughs> um. What else happened on SmackDown that really had no nothing to do with? Hell in a cell. Uh, Gunther and Ricochet. That match is tomorrow. That's tomorrow. Yeah, but they, they announced it. Sure. So yeah. Who do you think is like, gonna win tomorrow? It looks like the Intercontinental Championship's gonna change hands tomorrow. I think so too. That's the only reason I brought it up is to see what you guys were picking. You think both of y'all are picking Gunther? I think there so. There is no chance in hell that Ricochet sup pins sup <laughs> pins Walter. Or Gunther. 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 Hmm. I don't know. I could see it maybe like drawing the storyline out by making like a, a disqualification or something. I could, I could see Ricochet winning by DQ. I could see a disqualification. No chance in hell he pins him. No, I agree with that statement completely. But I think I'm leaning to the same way. I think Gunther wins it tomorrow. Um, What else? Uh, There was the Usos match. Yep. They retained the titles. Oh yeah, that was so. That was the tag title match against uh, Riddle and Shinsuke. Mm -hmm. um, I saw 
where Shinsuke went down with his injury, the ref like actually threw up the X as if he was actually hurt. Did you guys see anything in the news this week if he's no. actually hurt? No, I, I saw, saw nothing. Okay. That he wasn't actually hurt. Okay, yeah, I think good. that was storyline booking. That's good. I think it was meant to put Riddle over. Well, I don't like that the ref still threw up the X. The ref, you guys can't, they can't do that to us. I think they are getting to the point because it used to be like two years ago, two, three years ago, they would, they'd only click their little like box on their hip when it was real injuries. Now they click it all the time. They know when we catch on as fans and now they do it all the time as scripted stuff. Yeah. I don't like that. Yeah. But that adds the intrigue. It's not about you, Dylan. I like, I like feeling like I'm smarter than your average wrestling fan. Occasionally you are, but occasionally you're also not. Occasionally I am like this week when I made, uh, when I predicted the entirety of the Hell in a Cell card correctly. Yeah, so did I. That didn't mean shit. Yeah, but most of the time you're still dumber than a bear. A polar bear. We're so dumb. Yeah, Imagine telling your wife that you got one match wrong the entire weekend that mattered and you still lost the belt. That was me. Sorry, dude. I mean, so. You're just really stupid, I guess. Yeah, I'm going to say that every time you lose now. No. (laughs) Precedent. No, I can dish it out, but I can't take it. No, please don't. Okay, clearly. Uh, So I have a question about Matt Riddle. Okay. Do you think he is going to get his title shot at Money in the Bank, or do you think it's going to get moved to SmackDown? Roman's not working Money in the Bank. So do you think Riddle's getting a title shot on SmackDown? I, I have no idea. Because I, I, I think that the next time Roman defends his title will be at, against Drew McIntyre at Clash of the Castle. No. I think he's SummerSlam with Summer Ro- Slam. Randy. SummerSlam with Randy, faux show. Yeah, that would be good. I'm excited for that. You cannot have SummerSlam in a stadium without the only world champion. Um, I could see the bloodline uh, storyline injuring Riddle until after SummerSlam and Riddle getting that title shot. I think the focus of the next like month and a half on SmackDown should be Riddle versus Roman, whether it's on the show or at the pay-per-view. I Roman's, want to see Roman's, Riddle and Roman. Roman's like taking all this time off. I, I think he's gonna be at money in the bank. I don't. I don't I don't trust the the uh, the guys on Twitter. I trust Sean Ross Sapp with my life. Oh my god, that's a terrible choice. I know, I'm just kidding. He's stupid. Um I- I think this is like the same thing as when we saw that Roman wasn't going to work a single summer thing. And then I mean, like a week later, but then a week later they were like, no, he's still booked to wrestle pay-per-view and SmackDown matches throughout the summer. Yeah. He should be back. Even if he doesn't wrestle at money in the bank, he's got to face riddle somehow to build the Randy Orton storyline for SummerSlam. Yeah. I could see that. Or I mean, I could see even if it's on SmackDown. I could see Riddle and the Usos going at it for a couple more weeks. Roman finally comes back for some big SmackDown show before Clash of the Castle, like a month before that. I don't even remember when that pay-per-view is. But That's in September. Summer slimes before then. Oh, it is? Yeah. August. Yeah. Clash of the Castle is in September. So, ju- Summer Slime might be like July 30th even. Oh, you know what? I think you're right. It's Money in the Bank, Summer Slime, Clash of the Castle in that order. Yeah. Oh, boy. I mean, I, I could I could see them possibly even like tomorrow night putting like in storyline injuring Riddle and then Orton comes back in like a week or two. I just think that's too soon. I don't got to give Riddle a one on one. I don't think I think Roman, he's earned it. I don't think Roman is working money in the bank. 
That's right. why I'm saying put it on SmackDown like the week of or the week before, but like give Riddle a one-on-one televised or pay-per-view title shot because he's earned it. But okay. Yeah. I don't I don't think that they're gonna I don't think they can do two uh two pay-per-views in a row without a top tier men's champ title. I think that would be three in a row. That'd be three because he would he didn't he didn't defend it at WrestleMania Backlash. You're right. He was in the triple threat match. The I was the only one that got right. The yeah, he was at least tag. there, though, you know? Because a bunch of y'all dummies thought y'all could pick against Roman Reigns at a pay-per-view. Listen. Yeah, we're stupid. Yep, there it was. I'm sorry. I don't have anything else for SmackDown, though. Me neither. Cool. All right, Rampage. Um, there's just one big thing to talk about here. We could talk about other stuff, but um, CM Punk. Right. CM so Punk. CM Punk is injured, uh, possibly also hurt. He needed surgery. He had successful surgery, allegedly. I'll say that for legal purposes. He had a, a Wednesday, yesterday. And um, we were thinking that it was going to be a uh, relinquishing the title. It's ended up not that that's not the case. In fact, they do or they're doing a, a match at Forbidden Door. And it's going to be at this or as you're watching Rampage. They talk about how it's going to be John Moxley versus the winner of a battle royal on Dynamite, which was yesterday, they were going to face off. They or they faced off in the main event of Dynamite on Wednesday, and then the the winner of that is going to face the winner of the match between Tanahashi and Hiroki Goto at Dominion, and that's mm-hmm. going to be for the AEW World Championship mm-hmm. at Forbidden Door. Yeah. So, uh, mm-hmm. I guess we'll talk about that later. Actually, never mind. Yeah, I'm going to save all my super hateful comments till we get to Dynamite. Hateful. I have some very upset opinions. Oh, uh, Lucha Bros versus uh, the Young Bucks was very good. Very good. Oh, they're always super good. And I literally wrote, this is the fourth time they've killed it. Yeah, Yeah. they don't have bad matches. No, I do think this is uh, the Young Bucks push here on AEW, maybe. But the road rager on Wednesday, they announced it's going to be the Hardys versus the young bucks versus Jurassic express for the titles in a ladder match. Oh yeah. RIP Jeff Hardy. Oh my God. That's going to be so fucking good. I'm so excited. Jeff Hardy's going to die. He's going to die. He might, he might. I'll cry. Would you? I would. Um, when your favorite wrestler of all time dies, I'm pretty sure you would cry too. That would be, uh, I don't know, dude, I would not cry. CJ Perry died. <laughs> okay yeah, now i just I, know you're lying i would I cry i don't know if i would cry if odyssey jones died <laughs> i'm talking about real favorites oh that gosh, guy odyssey jones i forgot that guy was <laughs> i forgot he was real he's hurt yeah maybe he died <laughs> i do have one last rampage comment did uh did y'all think the uh, Athena Kira Hogan match was like super sloppy? I don't remember, but I don't think that's Athena's fault. I think it was a combination that they didn't practice enough for this match because it both seemed like both of them were off. I quite honestly don't remember. I probably didn't pay that much attention to it. Well, it wasn't that great, and it was kind of upsetting how not great it was. Um, and both of them kind of messed up some spots, and it was super sloppy. I don't know what they're calling her finisher now because I don't think they're, they're they didn't call it the Eclipse, right? It's not the eclipse, and she like kind of botched it a little bit. It looked yeah, trash. That is the one thing I remember. It didn't look as good as it used to. Yeah. Well, Kira Hogan was like too far away, so she like 
had to dive more like lateral to the ring than she used to do where she went up in the air more because Kira Hogan was too far away. So like, I just don't think they practiced this stuff enough that day to like perfect these moves before they went on air, which is kind of just shitty, but I don't think any of them are bad. It was just, it was sloppy. All right. Uh, Anything else for rampage? Oh, I wrote score is Scorpio sky also hurt question mark. He defended Uh, against Dante Martin. Oh, on Ram on dynamite. They made a comment about his like leg being kind of hurt. Hmm. I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Yeah, I, I don't know. Raw? Uh, Raw, Cody Rhodes opened the show. We uh, kind of alluded to this promo. Uh, it was an incredible moment, followed by just so much, so much anger at, at the heel in the situation. Well, let's, let's, before we get to that, talk about the words that came out of Cody Rhodes' mouth and how he hinted at competing in the Money in the Bank ladder match. I think the more important beginning of this match is that he finally like referenced his daughter on WWE programming, he rarely does it. He did it in AEW, but like when he mentions his kid, it's a big deal because they're the kind of parents who spent like almost a year before they even put a picture on social media of their child. So like they're very reclusive with like maintaining their childhood, like their their kids' innocence and like the the social media and then like the popularity thing, and the fact that he like started the promo by saying like he wants his daughter to go back and watch how her dad didn't give up and all this stuff. I thought that was a big moment for him. Yeah. And that was a great intro to that promo. But then he mentions the money in the bank stuff and like, he still wants to win it. I don't want that. No, I, I, I understand what Dylan was saying, which was that, uh, well, I guess I, I don't have to speak for you. What that, that he hinted at competing in the match. No, you were saying that, that he, you keep on talking about some Brock Lesnar style showing up at the end of the match and, and stealing the money in the bank briefcase. Yeah, I um, could totally see that happening. Yeah, so you, you were saying that for Cody, and then Cody holds on to it for six months. Yeah, he uh, just... So I, if they still have it in the plans for him to be the guy that holds the briefcase, the I, at this point, the only way you could possibly do it is... By doing that, he shows up during the match unannounced. Everyone's down. There's a ladder already in the middle of the ring. He climbs it, grabs the briefcase. He wins the match, a la Brock Lesnar 2019, and just comes out and does the occasional promo to remind That's everyone. That's a heel like, move. I feel like he could make it work, though. He's a baby face. You can't have a baby face come in and steal the... the... That's stealing. <laughs> That's... That's, that's what it is. Stealing. You don't steal. Yeah, that's what it is, though. And you can't possibly sell me on a face doing that. What about I when- could see I could see him being a member of the match and getting put through a table like super early, having very few spots in the match, and then winning at the last minute as like some people fall off the ladder. He's the only one who gets it up. Like I could see that, but I can't see him running and stealing it. He's gonna by- be in a sling. He can't climb a ladder and grab a briefcase. Yeah, I I don't think it's going to happen. I'm with Joe on this one. I think the most likely scenario is they give it to somebody else, and Cody wins the Royal Rumble now. Dill, was it you that sent out the the dream booking? Yeah, something like... uh, Seth wins. It was Seth Seth winning Money in the Bank, cashing it in, winning the title, Cody winning the Royal Rumble, and them facing at Mania. I thought it was... Cody wins the Rumble, and then right before Mania, Seth wins the belt, 
using the money in the bank to fuck with Cody, and then they have it. But Cody wins the Royal Rumble before Seth cashes in to either fuck way, with Cody. Either way, that's basically yeah. what I just said. Yeah. But yeah. I like that way better than I like the idea of Cody winning the money yeah, in the bank. You like that either because you don't like when former champs win money in the bank. Yeah, you literally I, said that. That was my next you comment. Is, you hated that. I like that better, but I still don't like it because my version of money in the bank and what I loved about money in the bank back in the day is I love when a guy who's never won a world title is the winner of the money in the bank, except for when Otis did it. That's my lone exception. Fuck Otis. Well, what about but every other time Damian Sandow won it? I thought that was cool. Okay. I don't mind Damien Sandow. I thought it was cool when Baron Corbin did it. I thought it was cool when The Miz did it. I thought it was cool when Kane did it because his no, world title he cha- had won a world he, title before. For one day, it barely fucking counted. No, but the, following your rules. So the double standard. CM Punk was cool Glenn when he did Jacobs. it. Edge was cool when he did it. Uh, fuck Kane, by the way. That guy made a post this week that I'm not even going to Oh, fucking... boy. Yeah. The Did gun you see thing. it? Yeah. The gun thing. Oh, my God. He basically made it say it was like, it's okay. It's not that bad. The kids are dying in schools because uh, we do it less often it's than some the, other countries. It's all the media's fault. They just blow it all out of proportion. Yeah. No. Kids died. Like, fuck you, Kane. Um, but CM Punk, Edge, Sandow, Miz, Baron Corbin, like, Guys like that winning the money. Rob Van Dam was one of my all-time favorites. I cannot believe you haven't said Big E yet. Brian? Big E. Daniel Bryan. Shh. No. I don't know. There's there's so many that are good, and they're like all my favorites are the ones that win it, and they've never won a world title before. Because it gives so much more satisfaction when they win it. Rollins. Oh, his is the best cash-in of all time. Ambrose. Yes. Easily the best cash-in of all time is... is oh, yeah, it's Rollins. Yeah. It's Rollins. Him and, Edge like, are, him and Edge are my favorites. Edge after Hell, Elimination Chamber. That yeah. one's fucking shit. All right. Uh, let's let's get back into Raw. Um, how about uh, Becky Lynch being involved mm. in the 24-7 title picture Wait, this week? We didn't we didn't get through that fucking terrible, that terrible thing Rollins did. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we, we alluded to it before. Uh, Rollins came out and shook, uh, shook Cody's left hand, his poop hand. Uh, because his right hand was injured, and uh, it What's, was a really what nice constitutes moment. a poop hand? Yeah, what does that mean? You shake with your right hand and wipe with your left hand. I use my dominant hand for both those things. I'm just gonna oh be honest. God. That's disgusting. I'm never shaking your hand. Again. <laughs> Sorry to disappoint you. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So Seth Rollins comes back out while Cody Rhodes is on the ramp, and he hits him with a hammer, and he's a real mean guy about it very mean um so here here's the thing so cody was talking about entering the money in the bank ladder match and then seth rollins did that i'm hoping that one last thing just put cody over the edge and he now he's like oh i can't i can't compete anymore i hope that's the storyline yeah i don't i just i hope he i hope he actually starts taking time off now I hope yeah. he does not try to wrestle again. What is going on with your face, Chad? <laughs> Sorry. I was just freezing. I didn't notice it. All right. Um, some uh, quick notes here from Raw. Oh, actually, no. The next thing I wanted to talk about was uh, Becky, Becky Lynch uh, moving up in the world to the 24-7 championship. Ugh. Fuck you. 
I hope she uh, Audrana Blaze is this championship. Alundra Blaze? Alundra Blaze, also known as Medusa, dude. Jesus. Whatever. She's irrelevant to me. WWE Hall of Famer. She's irrelevant to me. She's a NWA producer now. Every time she comes back, I'm like, ugh, stop. Why? Jesus. No, no respect nope. for your elders. Seriously. No. I'm sorry that her husband's dead, but she's a <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, now I have to Wikipedia something. <laughs> You're the worst. If she actually used to have a husband and he's dead, how bad are you gonna feel? Uh, probably he's probably not gonna feel bad actually. No, because he's the dick. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> You're Ed, the worst. Eddie Gilbert, who she was married to from 1990 to 1990, died in 1995. Oh my God, they were married for time. less than a year. It appears that way. And then her second husband, Ken Blackman, is still alive. Good for the, him. Uh, of the Cincinnati Bengals and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And then interesting. I, heard, I don't remember that name. That her it was in the nineties. It appears that uh he was an offensive lineman three years, you wouldn't remember him. Oh, gross. It appears that her current husband is still alive. Good for her. Um Maurice is back. Yeah, sup. looking fine. Sup. Big time S- sup. Her and her husband sups. Miz definitely a sup. This is a sup. Um, and they announced John Cena's coming back too. Yeah, that was the next thing I was gonna say. Uh, June twenty seventh, Monday Night Raw. John Cena will be back, most likely to challenge Theory. It sounds I don't like want that. I don't well, want that. That's the thing. That's what's about to happen. One, 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 one true American hero versus the United States champion. Yeah. I never thought I'd say this, but I would cheer for John Cena. Yeah, Theory sucks. <laughs> Theory's really good in the ring, but like I fucking hate this character so much. He's pretty good. A-Town, down. His name's He's... not even Austin anymore. <laughs> We're still doing that. A-Town, down. And his logo He's... has an A in it. He's got room for improvement, but he's, he is pretty good in the ring. Yeah, I can agree with that. that um, bouncing fucking Spanish fly was legit, though. Let's talk about let's talk about this uh this uh riddle segment with Miz and Maurice. Maurice, sup? Um, riddle with a hilarious quote said, "I hope Randy comes back soon, unlike my stepdad." <laughs> that was funny. Uh, and then Riddle also is able to get the crowd to chant "Tiny Balls." No, he's got the, he's got he's got average size balls. I mean. He's got giant balls. <laughs> yeah. Maurice also crushed this segment when just talking about her husband's balls. Average sized. She said average and then above average and then gigantic, humongous, whatever the fuck. Uh, yeah. That, it, it was just a Ms. TV segment that was mostly spent on talking about balls. And then they ended up having a match where Ms. got his pants ripped off. I loved the opening of this segment where Riddle came out and said, Omelette du fromage, je m'appelle Matt Riddle. <laughs> I'm like, he just said cheese fro- cheese omelette. Oh, my name is Matt Riddle. <laughs> that's like, all he said. <laughs> like, omelette du fromage doesn't mean shit in that sentence, but it was so funny. 
I mean, for omelet people, du fromage, my name is Riddle. <laughs> for people like me, though, I had no idea what he was saying. <laughs> Cheese omelet. My name is Matt Riddle. <laughs> well, wait, didn't he also say mayamo like in Spanish? I couldn't. I'm pretty sure yeah, he said my ma- mayamo. <laughs> I just know he started that thing by saying omelet du fromage at the beginning of the sentence. Like that just means cheese omelet. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense, Matt. Jesus. Um, yeah, that was just a hilarious segment. Uh, the Usos, uh, they had another uh, champions contenders match. Nice. That they lost. Playing again. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I wrote What's your favorite lost- ending to a championship contenders match. I don't even remember how it ended. I just wrote Usos lose another. They contender got counted match. out. Oh, I said they lose another contender match that had way too many commercials. I feel like, yeah, the 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 time of the show between the commercials sometimes is like two minutes, and it doesn't make any fucking sense at all. Yeah, Raw's especially bad about like commercial three minutes, four minute commercial, come back for a little bit, five minute commercial. And like you'll get like three commercial breaks that are three to five minutes in like a 20 minute segment. Yeah, yeah it's terrible. But like we don't get a single one during the first 30 minutes of the show. Probably because yeah. Cody talked for 20 minutes, but it's fine. Um, all right. And then uh probably probably only two more things to talk about here. Big part. Judgment Day. Yes. They uh they were advertised to have a, a new member of Judgment Day. We got that in the form of Finn Balor, who said, if you can't beat him, join him. Or didn't, if you he can't beat him, take it over. Which is yeah. pretty much the same thing as if you can't beat the man, be the man. I don't or think that's can't. how it goes, but. No, no it's, it's Finn Balor's way of doing it. Oh, gotcha. Um, yeah, and then they kick Edge out of the group. And uh, there's some rumors online as to why that is. Basically, is that the judgment day was originally supposed to have like a supernatural vibe to it that edge was very much against. So they didn't go that way. And now he's out of the group. So we're probably about to start seeing some supernatural judgment day stuff, which I am not excited one bit for. There was also the rumor that they did it quickly to push edge as a face again because they needed an extra face because they couldn't even come up with the top three faces on raw after cody's injury happened which is shocking to me because like bobby and aj and finn were all faces before this started you know you had easily three or four good ones riddle's a face randy's a face like you have plenty of faces if that's the real reason that doesn't make sense because edge doesn't need to be a face on that show yeah, the supernatural thing wouldn't shock me if that's the more true story. But even that, like, this is so poorly done. Like, it was not get, good. They made the script work here, but like the idea that you're gonna have the Judgment Day be Edge's thing, and then his whole faction of people who volunteer to join him are gonna turn on him because the guy they pinned on Sunday. 24 hours ago convinced them to turn on him that's just stupid that doesn't make any sense uh also also edge called all of us fans basically our words like a month ago and we're supposed to cheer him now 
rated R. He called us all dumb and inbreds and shit. Well, Rednecks. True. Rednecks. Yeah, right. stuff like that. But now we're just supposed to cheer for him. Well, he's going he's gonna to sit out for a month with an injury because they hurt him. And then he's going to come back as a face against the Judgment Day. And then we're going to love him after he beats Finn Balor in a match at a pay-per-view. Dylan, probably, so, so, probably SummerSlam. You're describing any heel face turn ever, though. I guess. I don't know. I will say this. I did not expect it to happen at all. And therefore, it actually entertained me. Yeah, but like long-term storytelling-wise, this is the stupidest thing they've done. Uh, I don't know. Maybe Judgment Day is going to take a turn for the worse, but it's got... Two, maybe three of my favorite people from uh, from that era of NXT. I think Finn has every potential to be a great leader of this faction, but I f- fucking hate the idea that they would just turn on fucking Edge like that when I was really enjoying the shit out of it with Edge. Fucking yeah. Edge. All right. Um, I would. Oh, God. <laughs> um, speaking of the Judgment Day, the main event, unless you guys have something else to talk about, was no. the fatal four-way match, a number one contenders match. It was mm-hmm. Rhea Ripley, Alexa Bliss, Dewdrop. Liv Morgan, and Dewdrop. Yeah, but this is the right kind of number one contenders match because the champ wasn't involved. Do, 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 drop. Exactly. This is what Dylan actually loves, not what he actually doesn't love, which is contenders matches. Yeah, and you know what sucks? Uh, I realized... Uh, once I got home today, I was like, all right, sweet. All I have to do is finish up with Dynamite, and I'm good. Um, I didn't even finish Raw. So I, I haven't watched this yet, and I'm I probably not going to. Live. Oh, this was a really good main event. Yeah, true. This oh, was fuck. a really good Raw main event. I had no idea who they were about to have win this match the whole time. I mean, it was a safe bet. It probably wasn't going to be Dewdrop. I, yes, but she had some of the best spots in that match. She kind of kind of needs it, right? She needs kind of a push to be I, relevant. I, thought, I legitimately thought a couple of times when she hit a move that it was about to be a three count. So you're saying like it obviously wasn't going to be two drop before the match. I would have said yes. During the match, they really sold her like she was good. Um, but Rhea Ripley ends up winning this match. I think she pins Live in the match. I haven't watched it, but yeah. they. Had Rhea win, she stares down Bianca, and then the Judgment Day joins her in the ring to stare down Bianca, and they're going to have a match of Money in the Bank. Yeah, dude. That's going to be good. It's going to be great. I mean, we've seen that match before. Still going to yeah, be good. But- Not on this stage, have we? I also think it'll be better now that the, the heel dynamic is solely in um, Rhea's court. Like, she's a full heel, not like a face-versus-face or neutral gimmicks i think a super heel Rhea versus a super face bianca will be chef's kiss what match are you referring to i think they faced each other when Rhea was champ right fact no rio rio and and live were sorry Rhea and bianca were champs at the same time raw and smackdown then Rhea i don't ripley, remember Rhea ripley won the raw women's championship at WrestleMania. Uh, well they had uh pay-per-view matches at nxt Okay. So I know okay. I've seen this match before. So yeah, I mean I I I under I believe it. I just can't specifically remember it. Well, it's almost certain to be better than their NXT match then. Cuz remember when they both won at Mania last year, they went uh they went to NXT and the three of them to Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Not Dakota. Uh Raquel 
held the titles up. They also were in that gauntlet match against each other like a month ago or three or four months ago when Bianca won to become the number one tenor before Mania and Rhea ran the gauntlet and it was Rhea versus Bianca in the finals of that gauntlet. Mm-hmm. That was also good. This will be better. Anything else yeah. for Raw? Or you want to move on to NXT? Let's move on to NXT. Not a whole lot to talk about here. Um, so I want to start off with a high. I want to start with the winner of the women's breakout tournament. Why do we even say woman? Let's just say breakout tournament. <laughs> the NXT breakout tournament. Okay, Rhonda, calm down. <laughs> I thought this was an awesome match. Yeah. Tiffany Stratton hit a super cool Kurt Angle style jumping moonsault on the ring corner that I thought was like way too athletic and entertaining to be a Tiffany Stratton move, but she She's crushed it. In the ring. She's really good in the ring. I just can't stand her character or her look. Yeah. I just don't like that. They sell her as a stupid stu- or sorry, not stupid, super hot girl when I don't find her attractive. Yeah. she got jawline that never ends. I know, I know that's just like personal preference, but I, I, I think we're a pretty good demographic and all of us are like, you know? Yeah. So, Not so attractive. I, I think it's annoying when they sell someone as a super hot girl because she puts checks in the box and, and she's just not that. And I think that's why I don't like her. But she's good in the ring, so maybe I should just... Yeah, her and Roxy crushed this match, dude. And Roxy yeah. wins it. Roxanne Perez. Yeah, I thought she this made, was really she good. Made, she made history. A lot of people reached out to her to include Paige. Sup. Uh, Sup. Big time. Yeah. Big time. Xavier said that too. <laughs> I watched that video. Um, <laughs> oh my God. More than once. Um, so how many times yeah, without clothes on? Too many to count. Oh um, my God. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, yeah. Rox- Roxanne Perez, your first ever women's breakout tournament champion. I, I think she's going to skyrocket up this the, the NXT roster here. There's no way you can't tell me that Roxanne Perez is not one of the top people on NXT in the women's division right now. I think she is. Yeah, she is. Um, she walked in already very good. So Yeah, I mean, she was the first of that ROH women's championship. Yeah. Wait, there's a, there's a women's champion on Ring of Honor right now? I don't. I haven't seen them since they fucking won it. So I almost forgot Mercedes Martinez existed. But yeah, she does. You're right. Oh man, it's like Ring of Honor belts don't exist unless they're on Samoa Joe, um, yeah, Ring or uh, or FTR. No, I'm thinking of the other guy, Blackpool Com- Com- Combat Club. Oh, Wheeler Yuta has not defended it a single time since he fucking no, won it. Right. So that doesn't. Well, count. he he won it and then went to Japan to be in the best of Super Juniors, which he did very poorly. Yeah, I mean, every everyone in their first time in those tournaments does really bad. Not true. Austin or Ace Austin almost won the damn thing and became a Bullet Club member in his first time as the NX or as the Impact X Division champion. Okay. He just did that, which is cool as shit because Ace Austin's the fucking man. Well, that's good. But back to NXT, Roxy's going to fucking crush this thing, man. She's going to go straight up the NXT. Yeah. So you were saying something interesting. Uh, or maybe it wasn't you. No, I think you were. You were saying that you're pretty sure that. Uh, you were pretty sure that Roxy was not going to cash in on Mandy Rose, that she was going to cash in for the tag team titles with Indy. 
No, that was not me. Hora, no, you mean? Deal. No, I didn't say that. Neither of us said that. Okay. I thought you said it on the episode last week. When I was no, that makes no sense. No, not even a little bit. So we're in agreement that she is going to challenge Mandy Rose. For yes. The, for the NXT. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of going back on my original thought that Cora J was going to take the belt off her, honestly. Yeah, same. Uh, I could see. I, could I don't see... think Roxy's going to beat her. Not on this so. try. No, I think it's, with it's with the help of everyone else, she could. It's her second I, chance. I think that that it's time for Mandy to leave NXT again. And I think that Toxic is over enough that, that she could take Toxic with her. And as you said before, they're getting better. And obviously, uh, WWE needs some women's women's tag teams. Uh, and also sub. So yeah, I, I could see that this trio, I could see this trio of women taking down all of Toxic Attraction. Cora, Indy, and at Roxy? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I could see that. That'd be awesome as shit. I, I, I know I just said that I, that WWE needs them up on the main roster, but I could also see this feud going to War Games. Whoa. That is quite literally away. five months away. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. happens mm-hmm. when we predict a War Games match way too early? Everyone oh, gets cut. Happen. It just doesn't happen. We get it all fucked up. Yeah. Um, other big well, thing, other big thing from NXT. Uh, we have another main roster star, quote unquote star, uh, back on NXT and Apollo Cruz, who apparently is now full time NXT again, and full time no accent. <laughs> And a full-time, yeah, American. Like Joe said on our text message this week, uh, that that speech coach has been really helping. Yeah. I did, I did love all the resurfacing of the um, the video. I don't know from like ten years ago, something like that, when uh, Kofi had a promo where he he did it like his first promo where he wasn't in a Jamaican accent, and Triple H called him out for it. I think it was like fifteen years ago, actually. It was a long time ago. It was when the like second reiteration of dx yeah that's so a long time ago i'm for it the apollo cruz thing yeah. yeah i've i've been a big fan of all the people they brought back to nxt to just do anything down there especially when they're not doing anything on the main roster yeah so it's it's I saw a i saw a report that commander aziz is coming with them but they're not going to be a tag team they're just going to come bring both of them back and they're both going to do separate stuff if you look at the Wikipedia page for the NXT roster right now, Commander Aziz is on there. Huh. Is this yeah, I saw it. That it's a backstage. They're both full-time NXT in the backstage uh, listing. Yeah. I looked up the roster for NXT before we started recording to see if I could figure out who was going to get released, and I couldn't figure it out other than Von Wagner. But, like, NXT has a lot of people we have never seen that might get cut. They might not, you know, nobody. Yeah, it's just going to be a bunch of no-names. I hope Roddy's on there. Not not because I don't like Roddy. Wow. But because they like he asked for his release and they and they said no. So I hope for his sake he gets out of the contract that he wants to get out of. Wow. Wow. Well, okay then. I don't think that's a mean thing to say. I'm 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 I care about his mental health. He seems fine. But it is men's mental health month. Don't know if you guys knew that. No. I just saw that's that on Twitter. Saying, like the, yeah, like that's, why we're saying, that's why we're saying sup to men. because it's men. That's men. why uh, I'll be depressed if they cut Roger Strong. 
Well, the first step is just acknowledging that you're depressed. So make sure you talk to somebody about that. I'll talk to y'all about how much I dislike it. His last thing that I actually enjoyed was his, his program with Santos for combining the title. Yeah, that was fun. Didn't Carmelo Hayes unite the titles? No. Yes, Carmelo Hayes beat Roger Strong to combine the titles. What, yeah, Roddy won the cruiserweight title from Santos. That's what uh, happened. Yeah. Yeah, but the uniting of the titles was Carmelo, not Santos. Yeah, and, then, and then Santos lost the title to Carmelo. Or sorry, yeah. And then To Roddy. Won. And then R- Carmelo beat Roddy for the cruiserweight and the North American. That, that portion. Which Carmelo right? already That's had. factual. Those are facts. Santos was was cruiserweight champ after he was North American champ. I Santos has not around. been the North American champion. Now I'm confused. I don't know. I did. Uh, Santos I Escobar out. has not been the North American champion. No, yeah, I don't think he has. Okay, I Dummy. thought he had. You're so stupid. Yeah, the only thing he's ever won is the cruiserweight championship in WWE. Okay, cool, accepted. All right, what else you guys got for NXT? I got one. Uh, Fabian Eichner was back. Yeah, I don't. What's he's got a new name? I don't remember. Giovanni Vici. Giovanni Vici. They said Viti, Vici, Vinci, Giovanni Vinci. And then it was like Fabian Eichner standing in front of us. It's like, what the fuck? If that's not a name that just screams Italian stallion, can Giovanni Vinci? I don't know what it is. Yeah, it, I mean, it does. I, I, I hope mean, it's I mean, a good thing for his career, but oh boy. It's right up there with Rocky Balboa, Italian <laughs> Stallion. Tony and D's boys, right up there with that. Yep. Tony D and his two nuts and the Italian <laughs> Stallion, Giovanni no. v- Vinny. Vin- Vinci. Vinci. Sure. Giovanni Leonardo, Vinci. Giovanni Leonardo da Vinci. Giovanni, Leonardo, Da Vinci, Michelangelo, Raphael, and all the other Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Shredder. <laughs> Casey Jones. April O'Neil. Moving on. <laughs> Pizza. I don't, really, I, don't, <laughs> I don't really have anything else for NXT. Uh, we did get our first snippet of Thea Hale in, in Chase U could be fun. funny as shit it, it looks like it's gonna be a lot of fun yeah it's exactly what we thought about when we talked about her like joining I, I don't know if she'll wrestle with them but she's definitely gonna have like these segments with them and it's gonna be fucking hilarious i mean she tried to join in in the match that she tried andre they didn't let her. in yeah she's 18 they can't let her in that's like child it's endangerment not, nope she's an adult you say so allegedly for legal purposes for legal purposes she's an adult let's move on <laughs> Just like where that conversation was going. I didn't either. After I said that, I was like, oh, let's get off of this. That's why I was trying to say she wasn't. But um, all right. Dynamite happened this week. Oh, my God. All right. Uh, Casino Battle Royal. Um, it was great. There was all the stars were there. Uh, Fuck you. <laughs> Chad, go ahead. Okay. I want to point. I took a picture of this. Um, okay. So. Let's begin with my frustration that the internet shares with me that the number one contender was automatically just John Moxley because he beat better people, but he jumped Wardlow and Hangman Page by beating Daniel Garcia on Dynamite. That's all he did, and he jumped those two? Yep. Okay, that makes no fucking sense. 
you're stupid, Tony Khan. But then uh, to make it worse, the official top five rankings on AEW as of this week before the show were number one, John Moxley, automatically in the number one contenders match. Because two was Wardlow, three was Hangman Page, four was Adam Cole, and five was Jay Lethal. Yeah, they were none all of in those the Battle Royal. None of those fuckers were in the Battle Royale. Neither were uh, any of the members of House of Black, Miro, MJF, uh, Brian Danielson, uh, the Hardys, or literally anyone I gave a fuck about. There was an entire fucking card suit where three of the members were the Gun Club and Max Caster, and they wrapped their way to the fucking ring, and it was right after Jake Hager came out. Like, I don't give a fuck about a f- any of these five people in this ring that just came out. Chris Jericho wasn't even in the goddamn match. We left out former AEW world champions. Yeah. This was the worst lineup of 21 people. They might as well put Bear Bronson and Bear Boulder in this goddamn thing. I would have cared equally about what I was watching. It just made it so fucking obvious, like where we're going for Forbidden Door with Moxley, made- it's, Moxley and Tanahashi. It's going to be that. And that's even more. That's just to bring my point more. Tanahashi is facing Goto. Like, we obviously know who the fuck is winning that match. They didn't make that match fucking important. They didn't put Tanahashi and Okada. They put Tanahashi versus Hiroki Goto. Like, we don't fucking know that Tanahashi is winning that fucking match. They put yeah. John Moxley against the winner of the Battle Royale, who is Kyle O'Reilly, who we obviously know is not winning that fucking match. And there was points in this match where I looked at the ring and I couldn't figure out who was winning because none of the people in the ring, to me, felt like they were AEW championship material. There no. was a part where I was like Andrade or Keith Lee, maybe. And then Keith Lee gets thrown out. And I was like, okay, maybe Andrade, who's the Joker, who the Joker was Andrade. Really? That doesn't seem like a Joker. No. And I guess he's been off TV for two months. So, yeah. Uh, there was a point where I thought Wheeler Yuta could win just because I thought it would be cool to have Wheeler Yuta versus John Moxley. But like you're telling me Wheeler Yuta is worthy of a number one contendership match? No, he's not. Here, here's a funny uh, a thing I saw on Twitter today. Uh, who are the only two people in that match who have had a world championship match in the last year? Um, oh boy, I can probably think of this. Someone from the Dark Order. Nope. The only member of the Dark Order that came out was John Silver, who has had. Uh, I gotta look at the list. If if I looked at who was in the match, I could probably tell you. It's Lance Archer and Dante Martin. Oh, boy. Who both had matches against Hangman Page. Once, first of all, Lance Archer was one of the first three people eliminated in the match by Keith Lee. Dante Martin went pretty far. He was like a last five or six. But like, we all know Dante Martin wasn't winning the damn thing. Yeah. Like, you're making your own world title seem like a fucking joke because you're too scared to have someone throw Adam Cole out of the fucking ring. Yeah, it was just like rough because like and later in the show, they tried to explain it off as to why like Wardlow and Hangman were in the match, like trying to explain Wardlow out of the match by Wardlow saying that he didn't want to be in the match because he wants to face CM Punk. The crowd booed that comment. Yeah, because the whole point of this is the interim world champion is going to face CM Punk eventually when he comes back. So like he would have gotten that chance. So that makes no sense. And then Hangman didn't because he's going to face Okada at uh, Forbidden Door. Assuming Okada beats Jay White. Yeah. And then Adam Cole makes the comment that he made after 
Hangman challenged Okada, and we don't even like. I saw someone online today saying that that could be a fatal four way match between those four four people. Uh, Adam Cole, I, Hangman Page, Okada, and Jay White for the IWGP World Title. I just creamed my pants. <laughs> I, I could see, uh, I could see Jay White picking up the win. Uh, Hangman now, or yeah, Hangman now has a has an eye on Jay White, and then Adam Cole and Okada have a singles match for nothing. It makes more sense for Jay White to be the guy because Hangman's a face still, and you know, Hangman versus. Jay White's a heel face dynamic, whereas Hangman versus Okada would be face to face. Hangman's not a heel. No, no, Joe. that's why you owe a cake. Yep, I want my fucking cake. This is just whole. This whole night was just pissing me off because they were just like, it's Tony Khan's terrible booking. The battle royale sucked, and it made me. I like was like nah, I can't hang out with my parents or my sister. I'm gonna go upstairs. I gotta watch the battle royale. It's gotta be important fucking sucked uh yeah they they tried to like script away why important contenders weren't in the match and it was a terrible answer every fucking time like the way that they are booking the new japan guys that showed up seemed lame as fuck like this whole dynamite was just like bad scripting there were good there were good matches on this paper on this on this dynamite that's a fact yeah pack and buddy matthews was good thunder rosa versus marina shafir was good surprise moxley versus kyle o'reilly was good yeah, there were three good matches on this on this dynamite. I only wrote down. I, oh, and David Finley versus Hangman Page was good. That's yeah. four. Oh, Pack versus. Uh, I said that. Pack oh. versus Buddy Matthews was really good. That was the best match that whole yeah. night. But like the the the, the writing here, it was awful. I'm off yeah. my soapbox. I'm sorry. All right, and we could talk like, about this Buddy Matthews and Pack match because it had some, uh, some some things behind it. So. AEW is introducing a new title, the All Atlantic Championship, I think, right? Stupid. And they are doing a pseudo tournament where basically they're having four matches and the four winners of each match are going to compete in a fatal four-way match at Forbidden Door to crown the inaugural champion. So Mm -hmm. Pac and Buddy Matthews was the first match of that. Uh, So Pac is going to be in the fatal four-way match. Um, I know that. So one of the ends of the bracket is a new to a, a new Japan representative. So that we'll have some sort of new Japan representation in that match. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Miro's in it. Miro versus Malachi, Ethan page, Miro versus Ethan page, Malachi black versus somebody. But I think it's going to be Miro pack Malachi and somebody. Yeah. Probably like Shingo. Oh boy. Like that match excites the shit. I mean, this, this title does not. Yeah, I mean, it's basically them trying to do like intercontinental, but they already have a mid card belt. Yeah, they they, they don't already need, have they, they don't they only have one title. show, man. They don't need another I saw, title. I saw a picture today that was like compare. I'm not sure if it was pro AEW or pro WWE or what, but it was a list of all all of AEW's championships and all of WWE championships over four brands, three brands, and like they were equal. And they were equal. AEW has the same number of belts and they have one brand versus WWE. And that list included NXT UK. Four brands then. Okay. Four shows. Oh boy. It was NXT, I mean, NXT UK, counts, Raw, and SmackDown. Ring of Honor, right? Yeah, yeah, but they don't have a Ring of Honor show. So they're putting Ring of Honor fucking title belts on the line on Dynamite. 
And until they have a Ring of Honor show where their own fucking champions can defend them, I'm still watching Samoa Joe and FTR on dynamite programming. And here's what's going to happen. The next two pay-per-views, I'm not going to get any matches that aren't damn title matches because I have 30 fucking belts to defend. Yeah. I hope, I hope Ring of Honor gets a TV contract soon because we need this AEW locker room to split in half. I need some Big of time. these people to go. We are drowning quality talent. It's so bad right now. It is so bad. Like, like we still get good matches week to week, we but still, it's just drowning. It's it's match. drowning the stories. Yeah, it's not the matches we want to see. It's so diluted at this point. Yeah. It, we have to wait four weeks to see the people that we like on TV again because somebody else has to get on the TV. Dude, that was Buddy Matthews's first singles match in AEW. He's been there for seven months. Seven, seven months? Seven, yeah, that was the thing I saw on Twitter. Is he's been with AEW. He's 6-0. and oh, He's had like six plus months on the show so he's almost at seven months and that was his first non-trios match buddy matthews was in AEW in november debut at the end of last year that cannot be true that's what i saw on twitter i will confirm it momentarily i feel like buddy matthews was not there in april buddy matthews he did he was 23 february 22 okay so he's been there for four months okay so in four months, he has wrestled six matches, all of them trios matches. That was his first singles match. Yeah, not a good look. No, like <laughs> we're signing people week to week and no one, we're not seeing the people week to week that we're signing to where people that were sit here six months ago to a year ago that I cared about aren't even on the fucking show anymore. Yeah, it's, it's just not good. Like it's, it's just drowning any sort of story they want to tell. Keith Lee was a huge deal, and now he's in some shitty boy battle royal. Oh, not only was he in a shitty battle royal, he was one of the first like five or six people eliminated when his partner turned on him. When his partner turned on him, yep. yep. Which was a terrible fucking storyline. Yeah. Yeah. Let's take a TX team. We literally just had the pay-per-view, almost win the match, almost win the belts, turn on each other in a battle royale that no one cares about. Yeah. The crowd was dead for the entire first half of the show, by the way. Uh, there was one part that they gave a holy shit chant for, and uh, that's the only thing I can remember in the first half of the about. show. Um, Let's talk about that. Twas Will Ospreay showing up after FTR name dropped him. Um, Will Ospreay and this tag team Aussie Open. Yeah, they're the newest members of the uh, United Empire. Yep, so they were there. They beat the shit out of FTR and Trent. And... Uh, They've got a six-man tag team match on Rampage tomorrow. Dude, so, do you think Osprey is getting a match of this low of a quality at this card? Like some sort of tag match? Well, no, because they're doing the tag team match on Friday. But, like, what is Will Osprey doing at Forbidden Door? And if it's anything to do with United Empire people versus FTR or Trent, I'm going to be upset. Yeah, I would prefer to see Will Ospreay in a high-profile singles match. High-profile singles match, exactly. Um, first name that comes to mind that would be fucking awesome because he still needs something to do on the card would be Danielson. Or Miro. Danielson's good. Well, Miro's going to be in the Fatal 4-Way for the All-Atlantic. I, bar- uh, I guarantee yeah. he's beating Ethan Page. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I yeah. can't really think of who else. Danielson would be really good. Danielson, I've heard he's like small injured, not like major injured like he'll be fine to wrestle at this card 
so yeah, then let's do that. Like, that's what I want to see. I don't know. I can't think of anyone else other than Danielson, but there's probably some other people. Maybe because AEW's mid-card heavy and top-card light, as we saw in this Battle Royale. Possibly, yeah. Um, I don't really have anything else for Dynamite, honestly. Like, I kind of already uh, talked about the the Kyle O'Reilly losing a Moxley match. Yeah. It was good. It was good. It the the ending was as expected. Moxley wins. Yeah. yeah. Could have called that a week ago. Should have called it in August. I did call it a week ago, actually. Yeah. You're probably I think right. We all did. Finally, um, we're gonna see Moxley versus Tanahashi, though. So at least we get to see that. Yep. All right. Well, that's gonna close out the weekly recap. Uh next week we have more build to Forbidden Door. Hopefully it's not as Hopefully Dynamite next week just is not as shitty as it was this week. Um, and then uh, I don't really know on WWE programming what we're going to see this week. I mean, obviously build to money the bank qualifying think, matches. Hopefully some qualifying matches. I don't know. They do a really bad job of announcing what's going to happen on the shows. Hopefully Becky Lynch winning the 24-7 championship. Fuck you. Hopefully not. That would be awful. Um uh, and then the return of retro beer ratings next week. Uh, we've got Over the Edge. Oh, no. 1999. Is it one week or two weeks that we have? One. We Just have one pred- predictions, for, predictions for Forbidden Door the week after. Yep. That we're going to watch on Fight TV. Oh. <laughs> oh damn it. Um, so, yeah. Over the Edge, 1999. Um. I'll just say it famously the pay-per-view where Owen Hart dies. So, uh, yep, that's going to be that's going to be the pay-per-view we're about to watch. I wish I could say I was excited, but I'm not. It's only seven matches. Oh boy. Well, it's supposed to be eight. Okay, you didn't have to say that. <laughs> Joe, do you have anything you want to say to Martha Hart? Uh, don't do it don't fucking you wait you know what joe joe save it for next week when we talk about i was gonna congratulate her getting her doctorate okay one last thing i actually did want to say uh adam cole was walking around with that that belt it's not a real belt <laughs> not a real belt how long do how long is he gonna walk around with it um it was like until next until next year's owen hart no way <laughs> qualifying it's not an actual or... title <laughs> right no right guys I hope so, not, because then that's just two more titles that AEW has. Oh, my God. Remember when Braun Strowman won the uh, 50-man Royal, Greatest Royal Rumble belt? I think he wore it for like a week, so maybe it'll be gone next week. Oh, the Greatest Royal Rumble, the one where uh, Titus O'Neil fell O'Neil. under the ring. <laughs> the most important <laughs> moment of that thing was where Titus O'Neil slid under the ring. Yeah, I will say, I, we've already closed out the show, I guess, uh, for, for the most part, but I will say that was right at the beginning of Daniel Bryan's return to the ring. So that was a pretty big deal. He, he had that feud with big Cass, and, uh, Oh yeah. Heel big. Cass. Forgot he, that big Cass was a, was a heel singles competitor. Oh boy. All right. He's yep. so good in impact. I forget. Yeah. All right. So that closes us out. Um, I already said what we're doing next week. So as always, you can follow us on Twitter at DDT Wrestle Pod. We have been the Drunk Dudes, Dylan, Joe, and Chad. And we'll catch you on down the road. I was thinking about you.